everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 235 for the week of August 18th, 2012. Yes, it's RPG Cast. We're here again. And don't worry, we don't have any Spice Girls. We uh, we are just us. No, no revivals. Colors of the world! Every no. boy and every girl! No. 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 Don't. I want to de-spice my life. The, all spices are scary spice to me. So, yes. Uh, thanks for joining us. It's 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, except, of course, it's 9.20 Pacific, 12.20 Eastern. But we're here at rpgamer.com slash live. Like, you can join us almost every week. And we're talking here. Look, we got people in the chat room. We've got Wolf. Who else? we got Sachiel. Uh, we have, uh, I don't know who else. That's, that's it so far. Shinrin. You know, other people. They're joining they us, and we'll, we'll pick up more as we go along. before it counts. Yeah, I know. And then some people just jump in and wait and sign in until they have something to say. So thanks. I hope you join in the chat room and provide your opinions. Otherwise, they get to dominate the show. And really, that's at your loss, because you could come and dominate what we talk about by saying it over and over in the chat room. But instead, you get to listen to Michael Tidwell. What'd I do? Uh, y- you picked up Skype. Oh, that's good. Hey, what's up? Yo. Anna-Marie Neufeld. <laughs> Cheese grommet. And with her, John Yearworth. Cheese grommet. Ooh, that's He does yummy. it better. I don't know what that is, but I want it. And of course, Emmanuel Marino. You don't talk until you're introduced. That's right. That's the rules of podcasts. That's the rules of podcasts. And uh, I did not know that. I'm your host, Christopher Vitier. Thanks for joining us. Let's jump right into what we've been playing, guys. It's been a uh, interesting week over here. Um, no, it hasn't been actually a rather boring week but you know what the most interesting thing that happened was no no neither do i but i do know that i got final fantasy 7 to work me too yes hey great because that's a brand new game that just came out right yeah no it isn't and uh (laughs) so i finally got final fantasy 7 to load up and work and i can tell you that it's the so you took out your ps1 and you plugged it in no you no no the pc version and uh, it, it finally unlocked. They let me log in with my European Square Enix account. I now have two Square Enix accounts, so that's fun. Um, though it says they're linked, but they're not linked, so that's a mess. And I can get achievements and a login, and it looks as good as it ever did on my old uh, PC with a Voodoo Extreme 3D. And that's wait, wait, achievements. Tell me more. Is this Square Enix's own achievement system that they? Yes, it is. It is their own achievement system. Wait, is it like a la- is it built into the game or is it layer on top of it like Steam or Xbox Live? It is built into a launcher for the game essentially. So you'll see it pop up while you're playing, and then if you go out to the launcher, you can browse the achievements, and in theory, you can log into the website and look at them as well. But I can't get that to work so well. So does it look like a larger system that may implement if there's like a Final Fantasy VIII online or nine online? Maybe, though it it looks like it could be either way. You can't really tell if it's tied back to something or if it's just... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, it's on their servers because you need to be online to get the achievements, so they could tie it in. It's a little stuff. lame. Yeah. It, you know what else is weird? Um, the game, when you go to save, it downloads your saves from the cloud each time. Then you have Then you can save, and if you don't do that, you can't save. Like... I don't I I don't even know if it's possible to save unless you're on the internet. So, a game that's like a, I don't even know how many, a, a decade or more old can only be played online now. That's what it looks like. It, it yeah. Progress. Yeah, I I mean it, it runs okay and it looks like Final Fantasy 7 PC and 
you when you play Final Fantasy VII PC, you get this weird thing where the polygons look so nice that it makes the backgrounds look even worse by comparison. Because they get these nice artistic backgrounds, but they're kind of low res. The movies are up a bit, like we said before. Oh, and the music's all terrible. It's the bad meaty ports that we thought it would be. So, uh, yeah, that's no good either. So. If this was any other game, no one would have cared. And they would have just been like, oh, great, crap, and they would have moved on. Yeah, pretty hold on, much. Hold on, hold on. I don't care. It's crap. Move on. Yeah. I don't care if it's Final Fantasy or not. This is it, it, it. It's just a port. It's just making the port work easy. It it's and that part it, they got done. Uh, it it installs and just runs. And okay, well if, now if you try that with least. Final Fantasy VII PC on your discs, you need to download mods and stuff like that, and and do a lot of work to get it to run because it doesn't just go. Um, and this one just goes so that oh, okay. that's an advantage and it, i got it for free because i bought it early so they gave me a refund and then they never sent me the email with my coupon code to redownload it but my original serial codes that they gave me still work so i don't even know what that means probably i i other people got coupons and i don't know what's going on with all that i don't think they know what's going on okay so that. it's not as bad as it seems it, it's a functional game yes and and it, it runs it it's stable and yeah i played through half hour of it and realized yeah seven's kind of boring and um at least coming back to it at this point, it just feels, it's one of those, you know how some things don't age well because they're at an awkward transition point technology? And this, this game exemplifies that. And it's, it's not re- quite retro, but it's not quite new. It's just kind of... Stuck in the middle. Yeah. With you. Wait, no, just stuck in the middle. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. It makes sense to me. Yeah, that, that's my feelings whenever I go back to I feel like seven. that's the case of so many... Uh, well, we'll look at like these two most recent games that just came out last week: Darksiders Two and uh, Sleeping Dogs. Everyone's saying the version to get is the PC version. That's the one you want. Yeah. Because it runs better, it looks better. There's a high texture pack. It's you know, it's very clearly like most. And these are like essentially console games, right? They're very console-oriented games that are best played with a with a game controller. Yet the place you want to play them is on the PC because you know the consoles you just can't really handle them anymore. Mm-hmm. As well as they should, at least. I agree. So, uh, you know, forget 7. There was another PC game that I started playing a while back, and uh, I forgot to talk about it last week, but uh, it's quite good. Uh, You may have heard of its sequel that's coming out later this year. It's called Borderlands. And, yeah, that's a good game. And it's like uh, Diablo 3 feeling without having to play Diablo 3. So that's also good. So, yeah, that works. Um, you just guys are just gonna leave me alone on this one. All right, yeah, shoot no, stuff yeah. with it's guns. Good, it's good. <laughs> good game. Stuff go. Yay. Yes. And I'm meeting. You know, I'm kind of just t- got a taste of it. I'm still trying to play with Michael. If I can ever get him to play, um, he downloaded it, but uh, we'll see if I can. I did. Get him to log it was in. very fast. It went <laughs> zoom, and I was done. Yes. Uh, Chris, you still there? Yes, I am. I was actually going to say about um, Borderlands was I did play it and I, I think I mentioned it on the cast before that the, like, the main problem I had with it was I bought it in, on release for the PC and this is probably like an example of like bad PC releases when compared to the console stuff was at least in my experience was if you played Borderlands uh, at PC release it used um, a version of GameSpy Arcade for matchmaking yeah and when the game released, it kind of sucked. Mm. Oh, well, it's been completely patched for uh, Steamworks at this point. 
Yeah, well, but, no, yeah, you this... still log into a GameSpy account to okay, play online. But, but I mean, the, uh, when when Borderlands Borderlands first came out, the GameSpy integration was crap. And for a game who, you know, whose kind of primary uh, goal is to play with other people, um, <laughs> that would be a pain problem. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that the game kind of just didn't really work in that respect yeah. was really really annoying well i can tell you i've only been playing single player and in general uh diablo style games i like to play single player because then you can understand what the quests are about and what the story beats are about and all that stuff more easily unfortunately i'm finding that with borderlands well not unfortunately with borderlands i'm finding that's kind of not necessary uh you're better off just playing with a bunch of friends and blowing everything up and uh, and that's fine. So I haven't really delved into online yet, so I couldn't tell you if it made it better or if it still sucks. I'm still on the fence about the second one, personally. Do you have it? No, no, no. <laughs> as in, I'm still on the fence about buying it. Oh, I was just watching a video today of... Uh, well, we'll actually get to it in the news story, so we'll touch on it there. But uh, I'll give Anna the headset back now. Yeah, yeah. All right, maybe I, I can't... I can't so I remember... Borderlands getting fixed, at least their online mode working much better than before, and okay. being more integrated with Steam. Is that the case, Chris? Uh, I well, like I said, I haven't done online. I, I did notice the GameSpy stuff, and I I did make an account or whatever and mm. logged into that, and I was I was doing you know, that so been... I would save my character on the servers. And then I realized that no, you're just using your local character when you go online, so it's probably it pretty. It could have hackable. easily been that when they announced Borderlands Two such a long time ago, they would have been like, for sure, this is Steamworks. We've learned our lesson. Uh, and that's what I could be confusing. But you know what's interesting, though, is that uh, Borderlands 2 at this point, like every criticism, it, it's just, it's, you know, because that game is very much a mechanics game. I doubt you're there for the story. Right. But it's just interesting because, you know, every little complaint I had, like, oh, it's fun, but in the middle, it gets a little boring. There's not a lot to see. It's the same, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know, those typical complaints you make it up for, uh, you know, someone's first try at this kind of a game. And after seeing what Borderlands 2 is up to and reading the previews and impressions and seeing how they've, improved upon every little criticism it makes me think like once borderlands 2 comes out i'm never going back to borderlands 1 yeah and i'm kind of trying to race through the content um and just be done with it uh, yeah fair enough just don't burn yourself out yeah and that's the problem i have all the, that game of the year version so it has all the dlc so it's a lot of dlc yeah <laughs> i don't like that just want to finish quickly but i mean it's not a long game is it um where are you now? I'm only like a couple years in, or a couple years in. <sighs> you really are dedicated. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm still in the first town. I don't. Do you ever leave that first town area? Oh yeah. Okay, so I'm still yeah doing you missions around waste. that area. Yeah. There's a lot of missions, so I don't know. Okay. <laughs> what is to go? I'm still, chatroom guy says, I'm still a little twitchy about Borderlands 2 after the girlfriend mode fiasco this week. What is the girlfriend yeah. mode? Okay, so they called their e their easy companion mode girlfriend mode. What's easy companion mode? Like, your sidekick is supposed to have an easier time playing. Wait. Okay, so Borderlands is co-op, so everyone's kind of equal and they all play together. So how does... Wait, are you, do I you mean the Mechromancer? I no, it's if you have couch co-op, yeah. your sidekick is supposed to be so easy, even your girlfriend can play it. Oh, well, who plays? Oh, I guess a lot of people play this on the console, don't they? That would just seem weird to me, because, like, how would you aim? Ugh. 
using a controller on this where it's twitchy? That seems weird. Nah, not at all. I played the entire game like that. I played just fine. Okay. Does it, like, help you? What do you mean help me? Like, get headshots. <laughs> Borderlands isn't a headshot game. Well, you get bo crit bonuses when you get headshots. No, but it's like, come on, come on. First-person shooters have evolved beyond that, where it's just first to get a headshot oh. wins every single time. Especially you, have when you played combo. Call of Duty? Because <laughs> that's kind of how that works. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I play uh, I play Halo, and I play other games that don't involve that. Wait, uh, since when are headshots not important in Halo? You have a shield. Oh, no. forget it. Let's not get into this. This is pointless. I thought it this penetrated is, the, the shield the when you did the, a headshot. The core, the, the, right the, the core of the argument is that mm. I play these games just fine with the controller, and I have lots of fun. That's the core. Yeah. Right? I And guess. if that's not... Not for you. Well, I don't understand how to. Yeah, I'm just. What I've do you mean? It's come on. It's been I have like a lot over of decades since Halo oh, the came out. bosses I found are pretty hard to take down when you're by yourself, and so you need to like leverage the uh, crits and stuff. And so I'm I'm trying to understand how I would do what that on the playing? console. Uh, soldier. Are you kidding me? It's so easy. Okay. No, I'm being serious. I just I don't. I, I don't know. No, I I'm I'm about. dying a lot with uh, some of the bigger bosses. Yeah. I mean, I I literally beat the the last boss in five seconds. I'm not even exaggerating. I was so confused when he died because yeah. I, I like launched three rockets at him and he and he died. I was like, is it over? Hmm. Ooh, now someone says Mechromancer has a skill tree called Best Friends Forever that is meant for people who aren't very good at FPS games. During an interview, one of the devs called that tree girlfriend mode. The internet reacted as it usually does over this. Overreacting to everything? I thought the internet collectively didn't have a girlfriend. The internet was just jealous it didn't have one. Okay, oh, we all but... just snickered at that in the house. Okay. <laughs> all right, well, whatever. <laughs> well, that oh, getting furious over girlfriend mode. There's a big article. Hmm. All right. Let's uh let's move on. I've also been playing 10 million, which is a game I actually no, I'm still suck at this game too. So, I suck at games is what I I continue to be reminded of this week. Um, I bought Final Nothing Fantasy 7. I can't kill stuff in Borderlands. And Anna has beaten 10 million before me. Did we talk about 10 million last week? Which is the RPG yeah. puzzle game? Okay, so we don't need to rehash it. I'm still not done. I keep trying yeah, to I, progress. I had and you, 14 million. You destroyed it. So you're better at that game than me. Yeah. Which is your so, your subtle clue to, for you to start talking about 10 million and move on to your games. <coughs> I've watched that trickle by a chicken. No, someone's eating chicken. Okay, well, uh, Gugnir, Astro Story, those are your other games, right? Mm -hmm. But I will save I you from talking the about them. Oh, yep. yeah. I was also playing Epic Astro Story on the phone because I skipped it and went straight to Dungeon um, Village. And I can see where Dungeon Village came from. And I appreciate the changes more. Epic Astro Story and Dungeon Village are two Kairosoft simulation games for those who don't know at home. And they're available on and the iPhone. And Astro I think Story at least a couple of them Dungeon are on Village. the... I think at least a couple of them are on the Android as well. Yeah. Um, I guess we don't need to talk about yet another Kairosoft game in great detail. So I've also no. been playing Goomir. Yeah. Um, and it just... It feels like tactics. It's awesome. It's just got that like really good story, and um, as expected, um, unexpected princess, because that's the way that all of his games work. It's a department heaven 
staple. And beyond that, I'm looking forward to playing more. Problem is, is the game so story heavy that as soon as I start talking about it, it's mega spoiler. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, no, no, no. You can talk about the mechanics of the game. Oh, okay. Um, so basically, there's like a little. Well, it's a TRPG. And instead of moving everybody individually, your team gets moves. So you have to decide between all of your characters which one you'd like to move. Mm -hmm. And then um, each of them, um, not only does your turn have a cooldown, but each of your individual characters have a cooldown. And that depends on what actions that they do. So, for example, moving is a really short cooldown. It's like maybe six turns. Um, moving, especially if you're moving far away and going up or down the train, plus attacking will be a considerably longer cooldown. So six versus 18 or 20. And that can be a big deal when all of the enemies actually have their own individual turns. And um, you can actually gang up on people. So it's really important to um, strategize where you're looking where you're st um, how far away you're standing from your other allies and stuff like that because if you get surrounded and I don't mean like three people standing around you I mean it could be like an archer that's five spaces away and someone that's uh, someone with a whip that's two spaces away and then someone standing beside you and the, all three of them could attack you in one move so yeah you you definitely need to be aware of where you are and the train around you and where the enemies are um, I'm just sort of learning how to use magic. I didn't really mess with it at first, um, but it's got it's got a weird range. You can basically only cast it in a cross, so in front of you, left, right, behind. But um, it ignores height. So I was literally standing at the bottom of the castle and casting a spell on the top, on the very top wall, which was very, very cool. And yeah, I think I'm like ten battles in, and I want to play more. Yeah, I don't have that. Wait, I do have that. Because we redeemed it on my account. Right. I should play that. Michael, you going to play that? It's a tactical game. You play all those. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think know. he likes Department Heaven. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Other games have been kind of a sour note for me. What about Growl you like Lancer? I haven't started yet. Because okay. out of the Department Heaven... Michael liked Riviera. Mostly because it was no. a dating game. I didn't like Riviera. Riviera really is not stuck. a dating game. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> you didn't play far enough, Chris. I finished Riviera. It's not a, a dating game. Oh, then you didn't do it right. Uh, I beat the game and got the best ending. Fine. There is no best ending. <laughs> yeah, there is. Mm, it's just a matter of which girl you end up with. Yeah. Which is a matter of talking to a girl like five times in town. No, there's a lot more than that. Mm -mm. There's how this. you use them in battle and if they die and how much damage they take and mm -hmm. whether you give them upgrades and blah, blah, blah. Did you like Yggdra well, Union, I played Michael? The, uh, GBA. No. I played okay. like two hours of that and I was like, nah, this is dumb. And I know you didn't like Knights of the Nightmare. So yeah, I, I, I liked play. it a lot more. I just... It, after a while, it got kind of tiring to keep trying to dodge everything all the time. I'm not really good at that kind of game. Mm -hmm. Which version did you play of that? DS or PSP? DS. Okay. I figured if I'm going to dodge crap, I better play on touchscreen. But yeah, I just, I don't know, it didn't work out for me. 
But with that said, see if I, I, sometimes I'm tempted to just not talk for a while just to see what would happen with the awkward silence. Wait, I was gonna stand around. Yeah, I just want to see who would break first. You. Oh. No, I and then you just edit the silence later. No, I just I want know. to know if somebody would break down and start crying because you know it triggers some psychological trauma or something like that. I've stolen the uh, I've stolen the headset off Anna, so I suppose I could. Talk. You, mean, you mean psychological trauma, like where we start crying? <laughs> I can't believe I'm still on this podcast. Yes, <laughs> I know. I'd be like, damn, I'm still here. Why am I so alone? Where's the talking? Hi, John. What's up? Um, well, um, the four of us did play League of Legends this week. Yes, we did. Quite a bit. Which is actually what I was fumbling for when I started going silent there for a second. Is What was that other game? League of Legends. So uh, we've talked about League of Legends before, right? It's a MOBA game. It's uh, like Defense of the Ancients, but, you know, it's its own standalone free-to-play. Yeah. Yeah, we, we played a lot of that this week. We, we did some comp stomping. Yep. Except for that last match. Yeah, where we lost. Yeah, they Good. went the other way. Uh, that was an interesting map. I was finally glad to see a map other than the one League of Legends map that I'm used to. Have you not even played on Twisted Treeline? I don't think so. Uh, Twisted Treeline's the same thing. It's, um, well, it's like the 5v5 one, but it's 3v3, so it's okay. kind of sized. Ah, and they've sized. also they've also released the um, uh, the tutorial map, which is a single lane map, oh. which most people usually use for playing... Um, 5v5 all random games. Oh, neat. So everyone gets a random character? Yeah, everyone just gets assigned a random character. <laughs> nice. And then you just you have chaos just... in the lane. <laughs> yeah. And then there's one lane that everyone barrels down. That's great. So you basically get in, you get into... Everyone's playing... Probably playing a character they're not familiar with, and then you get involved in 5v5 team fights almost as soon as the game starts. Nice. Um... I think David, I think, has tried playing, uh, they call them ARAMs, which is, uh, I think, all random, all mid. So my, f my beef with League of Legends and, and the thing that tires me out is just feeling the need to learn the right build and the right buying order and all this other stuff with the character. And so I feel like I have to play with a browser window open and I'm always swipping back and forth say, what's the next thing I'm supposed to buy? What's the next skill I'm supposed to point into? And I can see when I don't do it versus when I do do it, how big of a difference it makes. But it's uh, it's just kind of uh, tedious having to learn characters like that. I can't play games like that, personally. I can't I play can't a game either. where it's, I'm supposed to do it. one way I'm supposed to do it, yeah. I'm just like, well, someone else can do it, then I don't care. Well, there's a lot of builds that'll work, but you need one. You need to pick one. Oh, Life is too short for me to be, you know, unless I'm going to go pro, I just, I, I couldn't, it couldn't be bothered. Yeah. Well, uh, they do give you recommended items you can buy and they try to make that part easy, but, uh, the builds and stuff and just figuring out the skills, uh, you could just spend a bunch of time learning it yourself, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, when it comes to playing, um, like bot games, um, specifically, um, I kind yeah. of, uh, there are kind of several sets of characters, like, for example, ranged damage dealers, magic damage dealers, tanks, and whatnot. And just sort of build a similar set of items across them. My uh, runes and masteries are set up like that. Okay. If I was playing, like, properly, I'd probably uh, sort of specialize my characters a bit better. Mm -hmm. And I think I did reasonably well, just that, but 
sometimes it feels like I'm just exploiting the errant uh, problems with the artificial intelligence in League of Legends to rack up huge numbers of kills. Yeah. It... I mean, how many kills did I walk out with when I was playing as, I think it was Akali? Was it 32 or something? Yeah, I don't remember. It's, uh, the thing is, we didn't, we didn't even try to play a real game of that because, you know, it's, it's so hard to get everybody on a team, especially with a couple new players, up to speed enough to be able to, to even well, function. The other, the other problem was was um, playing with um, David, who is uh, someone level 30. We've got quite high-level opponents as well. Mm. The matchmaking's kind of more suited for, for solo queuing okay. rather than queuing as a group of massively... I mean, queuing as a group is possible if you're quite close level or if one person's higher level, but the people who are lower level are willing to fight slightly higher level opponents. Okay. I think because I think the I think the matchmaking scales off the the highest summoner level present, which in if David's here it's thirty. If if, it, if I'm there yeah, it's yeah. twenty five, and sure. if say you're there it's like, like six. six. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Also, I've just noticed that for some reason um I have Dota two on my Steam account. Yes, I do as well. I need to try that out. See if that makes any differences. Wait, for some reason I thought everyone got Dota free. Dota 2. It's like not you out own yet. a copy of Team Fortress whether you like it or not if you have a Steam account. You nah. click the thing and you say, can I get an invite? And then they give you one. Yeah, but I, I don't know. They've, apparently they've just released a spectator mode client for it. Yes. Oh, okay. I also Where have the basically test. Basically, it's yeah. available to everyone on Steam is um, so you can just watch other people play it. Okay, so that's what that is. Alright. Yeah. I... Yeah, I see it popping up as well. I have I have access to the beta test, so I can actually try it. But um, from what I've heard, it's just as competitive and hard to get into as League of Legends. So I haven't really well, perhaps wanted even to. more so. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah well, um, League of Legends has a couple of features that are um, intended for you know like new players, as it were. There are certain strategies that don't work in League of Legends that do work in Dota 2. Oh, really? I think the big one is, um, uh, actually, I don't know if Dota 2 has it. I think the original, like, Warcraft 3 map did was, um, uh, creep denial. As in, um, your enemy, your, the enemy heroes slash champions level up by killing minions, right? Um, well, it didn't give any experience points to you. If you wanted to deny your opponent experience points, it was actually possible to team kill your minions. Oh, wow. Which you can't do in League of Legends. And the one character who could do it, it was patched out ages ago. Huh. Interesting. Alright, well that's uh, that's League of Legends. Uh, what else did... Did you play anything else this week, Quinn? You've been, in, you've been playing Explore Canada. Yeah, I've been playing Explore Canada. Burnaby's a nice place. Mm -hmm. I is. have enjoyed myself thoroughly here. What have you seen? Not a lot. The interior of the local uh, massive um, shopping centre. <laughs> and some very spectacular views of sweeping mountains, and that's about it, really. <laughs> but it's a nice place because it has those two things. You bought a lot of Gundam models, didn't you? Uh, I bought three, yes. You bought Although three. two of them aren't Gundams. Oh, okay. What well, one of, them's, one of them's the Ikaruga Black from Ooh. Ikaruga. 
to go with my Karuga White that I have at home. I really think that should be one model that you just flip over. Well, it would look a little silly because you'd then have a model that's, you know, you'd have like a clear half black, half white model. It would kind of look a little funny, really. Um, hmm. But it's nice to have both, in all honesty. Mm -hmm. um, and the other one is uh, the Vic Viper from Zone of the Enders 2. Nice. The uh, the transforming um, armor used by the main character of Zone of the Enders 1 when uh, the main unit passes to another character. <coughs> well, there you go. So, yeah. All right. Let me ask some questions of you guys uh, since yeah. I missed last podcast. Yeah. All right. So some high profile RPGs came out. I want to know who's playing the last story and who's playing Darksiders 2. And I want to hear all about it. Um... I don't think either any of us are playing either of those. Oh. Yeah, he only he only played on Box Lots last story. He didn't actually play it. Yeah, I. I uh, yeah, because I saw it on Twitter, so I assumed you'd be this like the game you've been waiting for, right? I thought you'd be deep in it. I wasn't waiting for it. What? Don't you love Sakaguchi? And you're always talking about a, a return to traditional RPGs, but with like modern inf like with modern improvements. I, you realize what Sakaguchi used to work on before he left, right? Final Fantasy. No, and other games, and a lot of ones that we just don't care about. And I think Sakaguchi himself is no savior to the RPG set, uh, genre. I've, I've never felt that way. Um, I never said anything about savior. I just thought this was a game you'd be into. Because all the things you talk about, like a big budget JRPG. Yeah, but this one's kind of different. It's not a traditional JRPG, right? That's but it's still thing. very much steeped in, you know, it's... It's a Japanese RPG through and through, though. Even if it just uh, adopts a lot of m more modern or Western ideas. Yeah, that's true. I should do. Oh, that. I'm just saying. Like I said, I'm, I don't mean to put words in your mouth. I just, I would just, I was just, I just thought last story, and I saw your unboxing. I just thought you were excited for it. I thought yeah, I'm was... also excited for Xenosaga. I should really get on playing that, or Xenoblade rather. I should really get on with playing that. No, I mean, if, I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I mean, excuse me. I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's You're not, not your wrong. Cup. You're wrong. You're not wrong. I have a problem. I buy games and I can't get myself to finish playing them. Yeah, because I'm like thinking like Chris is playing Borderlands on PC. What? I thought Last Story was out. Why aren't you telling me all about Last Story and how amazing it is? Because I didn't put it in the system last. I just got it yesterday. Please keep that in mind. I really did just get it yesterday because oh, okay. Amazon delayed everything. So I haven't had it all week or anything. Um, so I just got it yesterday. I took some photos and did all that. And then I chose to um, hang out with uh, with these guys and play League of Legends and stuff. So, And I'm sorry about that. Uh, maybe I failed my duty to the podcast. And did not oh. play. I did play through the Rhythm Thief demo, and I really liked that. Um, I'd like to buy that. I don't know if I'll pay full price for it. Rhythm Thief's a cool little rhythm action game on the 3DS. And so I can recommend that, but I don't have any any experiential knowledge of the last story. Sorry. So out of curiosity, though, is anyone on the cast? I mean, other than you, Chris, Michael, is this your cup? Is last story your cup of tea? Quinn, Anna? I think it's going to be. That's but right. You just I, got I, yours I, too, right? Why you were talking about oh, before the podcast started that yours was also delayed. Why didn't you yeah. ever pick up Xenoblade, Mike? Uh, mostly because it was on my Wii, and I was like, eh. So is this. I know, but this seems more interesting. Okay. Xenoblade's still available, just so you know. And it seems to be the higher rated of the two. Oh, well, maybe I'll pick it up then. Boy. All right. 
So you're going to pick that up. You're still waiting for it to show up. Your Amazon, even though you live in Seattle, you still don't have it from Amazon. That's kind of weird. Yeah, they must have shipped it from somewhere else. Hmm. Hmm, interesting. Okay, cool. Well, just just well, wondering. It's, and... it's from Xfeed, from, not from Nintendo, so it's not from their Kent warehouse. It's from somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyone going to get Darksiders 2 out of curiosity? Is that on anyone's radar? I like the commercials. I haven't played Darksiders one yet. You don't really need to though. But. Yeah, but I heard I heard this week on Giant Bomb you get more out of it if you do. So I want to. <laughs> do you want yes, to read the novel yes, too? There we go. You need to actually play another game to play the game that's coming out. No, but, if you want to get more okay. out of it. Well, here's you don't the game, I have a copy of Darksiders one, and it's supposed to be a really good game. I would like it to is. play it. So it's I legitimately have, good game. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyable. And then I'll play the sequel later when it costs $20. Yeah, when are you going to read the book? That's what I want to know the most. I have read the book. You read the Darksiders 2 book? No, I thought you said the Bible. Sorry. Oh, the good book. I didn't say the good book. I thought you said, well, because you said the... It's based <laughs> off the end of the end times, right? <laughs> All you need to do is just read Revelation. That's what I thought you were getting at. <laughs> No, I'm literally holding the Darksiders 2 novel in my hand. It's called Darksiders the Abomination Vault. Oh, wow. I got to look this one up. I didn't buy it. I uh, got it at the launch event at a GameStop. So did you get the game? No, I just went to the launch. (laughs) You just went to the event to hang out? Well, because I've been to like lots of events in the area and it's usually not the kind of like this was this case. This event was a disaster, first of all. Ooh, ooh, fill us in. Okay, so. You know, I, I so since I've been to so many little events all over the all over the LA area, I figured it's going to be one of those things. You show up, show up a little early because it's going to be a big crowd. There's going to be like a big PR team there. They're throwing out free stuff. And this is an official launch event. Like this is on their this Twitter is the and all this one stuff. They were advertising on Facebook. Okay. Over like 250 people registered to go. I think about 15 people showed up. No. That's it. No. 15 i got there early for nothing so you walked in you got your your copy of the book that they were giving away well, more than that though it's like i because i figured like i've been to like the playstation blog event i know these the way these this community the, you know local la community is when it comes to gaming like if there's something that there's free i expected like the playstation stuff i usually there's someone who sleeps there over 24 hours at the just to get into the sony uh sony e3 press conference i knew people who were there for 32 hours i personally know them like they're people on my Facebook friend list. They were there for like 32 hours. Yeah. So okay. you know, I was thinking, okay, it's gonna be a little crazy. I'll try to get there like two hour, an hour and a half early or something. Check it out. Hopefully, it's gonna be a big event. I can take some pictures and write about, you know, do something with it. Yeah. Like 15 people. Uh, it's no one shows up really. The PR guy shows up late. The guy who was supposed to there was Joe. I also thought it was pretty be a big deal because uh, Joe Maguera, you know, the character designer. Yeah. He was supposed to show up. He he never showed up. He canceled. Ooh. The 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 lead combat designer is supposed to be there. He gets there like at like like close to midnight. I didn't bother waiting. I left by that point. Wait, what time but was it supposed to start? It was supposed to start at nine. And you got there at seven thirty. Like seven ish, eight, yeah, like that. Okay, and stuck around for a couple hours, or for like for like four hours. No, no, no. I left long before then because that thing was a bust. Okay. I just I just got the free crap. Well, you, I, but still, it started at nine, so you stuck around till like nine thirty ten. About. Oh wow, you're committed. I made a trip there, you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. went to the. 
And I thought, and, okay, this is great. But all you got out of it was a copy of the book, right? They just and the season pass. Oh, you got a season pass code. Okay. And a poster autographed by Joe Mad. Nice. And okay, he... but the funny thing is though, is because it never said anything on the Facebook page that you're supposed to, uh, you could, that you had to buy the game there. You know, right. it never said that you need to do anything. But the GameStop guy was trying to con everyone and said. Because the PR guy hadn't shown up yet. Yeah, if you want the season pass and all the extras, you have to buy the book and we'll write it on your receipt. And then you show us the receipt and we'll give you the stuff. You know, just really trying to con everyone out of it. And like a few, one couple who was there, like this nice, who were there since like 1 p.m. They ended up having to buy the game again because they, they thought it was going to be a big, gigantic event. Because apparently the last event they had there was uh, the launch party for <sighs> Lollipop Chainsaw. And apparently like a thousand people showed up. Wait, they bought the game again. So they can get the all the extra. Well, I figure if you wait for one p.m., I think you're pretty invested at that point. Yeah, but I hope they returned it when they saw no one showed up. Uh, at least they got their book and their season pass and everything. Oh boy! But then when the PR guy showed up, I just said, "Hey, man, I I I got here early." He's like, "Yeah, sure. Here you go. Handed it out." Oh, so like, in, so they did do it that way then? But you just yes, yes. But the GameStop guy was trying to trick everyone, and the GameStop manager wants to increase his sales. Well, you say they tricked him, but you'd talk to the PR guy. You kind of just went around the system, right? No, not at all. Because the oh. PR guy was in him out. He just had him in his hand. <laughs> when he showed up. That's what that is guy. awesome. <laughs> it got to the point where they just left the season passes on the table and everyone took like five extras of each one. Oh my gosh. So you can see how dirty with the GameStop. <clears throat> no kidding. What are the season passes? Never trust GameStop. Hmm? The season pass, these? it gets you a free DLC. Like uh, you but usually buy a, uh, the way it is, it's kind of a bundled collection of sta staged uh, DLC releases. They're usually significant mm -hmm. story related content and you'll pay like 20 bucks or 15 bucks and get like three pieces of DLC or something like that. But it really would cost you more. So, yeah. So yeah, if you buy them separate, it costs you more. So Manny got basically all the DLC for Darksiders 2 for free. Yeah. You know, I seriously thought this was going to be an event because I heard about like the other stuff. I've been to other events in the LA area. It's always like a big event. And this one was just a straight up bust. Hardly anyone showed up. You know, Joe Mad, you know, the character designer is supposed to be signing autographs and posters and photo ops. He doesn't show up. The, the combat designer, he doesn't show up. You know, fifty. It was just, it was just a big, sad cluster F for the lack. Of, I'm not supposed to score on Chris's podcast, but that's what it was. Nice. Very disappointing. But now I can read the Abomination Vault. <laughs> Fantastic. We were railing behind Abaddon when one particular construct appeared, subtly different from the others. Not in build, not in attitude, but in armament. Rather than form its own hands into blades, it carried a peculiar sword, the likes of which I'd never seen before. Something about the weapon disturbed even warriors such as ourselves, and I recall falling back a step as it advanced on our commander. That's, a, that's an excerpt. excerpt. Yes. All right. <laughs> Amazon has a, like over 100 pages of this book just on preview. <laughs> this is my review. This is a great review. Five stars. Best book I read since Assassin's Creed book. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you've never played the game before, it's worth your time. Ouch, damned by faint praise. <laughs> wow. 
you know, what can I say? I, I legitimately thought this was the official event. It was going to be a big deal. And then, like, ten people show up. And... You know, for, for what it's worth, you got some good goodies for going to an event like that. And if you, did, if you understood feel... the scale properly and didn't invest the extra time and just showed up and got your free stuff while picking up your game, that'd be worthwhile. I would have got that. If I, if I would have known better, I would have shown up like a 10, grabbed the book, grabbed the season pass and a poster and walked out. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well, like I said, I guess the only people who know how to throw a good event is like Sony, which is weird. Sony has like the, their blog team knows how to throw a party. Which you saw like well, last time. You can't you can't throw a party if there's no people interested in coming. <laughs> I guess so, but can you you know why the 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 what's it called? Jeez, I always forget that game. <sighs> I always think about it, the cheerleader game. Uh, yeah, the lollipop chainsaw. See, that, that's how little that game means to me. But apparently, the reason why it, that it only matters to me because I got to play it early as part of the development process. The reason why that was such a apparently Jessica Nigiri showed up in her uh, in her in her breast outfit. Jessica Nigiri's breast showed up and in her chair. The Dark Siders thing? No, to the Lollipop Chainsaw event, and that's why like oh. a thousand people showed up. Ah, okay. So Michael, did they have to add uh, the little thing that prevents you from looking up the girl's skirt because of when you played it in pre-development? I thought they would leave that in as a feature and put it on the back of the box. Yeah. What? Is it, well, they Lollipop Chainsaw has a thing where it, the camera makes it impossible for you to look up her skirt, and she'll notice and stop you whenever you try to do it. Oh, I'm just wondering if that's because of you when you played it during beta. Um, no, no. Is that one of the first things you try to do with the game? No. Well, that's weird I've... because, and and I don't, and I, in all seriousness, I don't mean that as a knock against you. I mean the, uh, to make fun of you. That's one of the things I always hear about when people talk about lollipop chainsaws as one of the first things they try to do. And it comes wow. up again and again in, on multiple podcasts because, like, and I don't know, somehow the game tricks you into not doing that or to doing that or something. It's really silly. <sighs> that's that's just weird. Yeah, well, that's the first thing people do. I know. <laughs> Here we go. Interesting thing about the book. Here we go. Historical slash mythical note. The Abomination Vault takes place eons prior to the apocalyptic events portrayed in the games Darksiders and Darksiders 2. Oh, the so horsemen... it's completely irrelevant. Uh, let, let me get to the next part. The horsemen's abilities, weapons, magics, physical features, and just perhaps their true motivations have changed and evolved sometimes dramatically during this time. Okay. Basically means... We can say anything we want to in this book, and it doesn't matter at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love video game novels so much. Not because I actually want to read them. It has a, just, it has 11 positive reviews. Wait, no, it's just, 10. I just find it so interesting that, like, that someone's like, you know what? I really like Borderlands. I want to read a novel about each one of the character classes. <laughs> But those people exist. Otherwise, why would they make these? Did they make a Borderlands book? Yeah, there's a four-series novel. Four? four? Four. One for each character four. class. No. No. About Claptrap talking about his early days in the factory. No. Is seriously? I'm sur I'm just saying I'm surprised there isn't at this point. Because that would actually sound interesting. <clears throat> It'd be a comedy novel and stuff. You, they get there's the voice a reason for that. The, read the audiobook version. Mm-hmm. Okay, Michael. enough about my crappy experience at the crappy mall. Did you actually play anything or just uh, go to this thing? Uh, no, I haven't played much. All right. 
Michael tells... All right, what are you, still playing Dungeon Defenders? Is that what this says? Yeah. Okay. Except I played the expansion and played through the whole thing, and that was really uh, a much different experience. Oh. Because it seems like the first one is like the warm-up, you know? that We got it. We got you to 70. Eventually, you pushed it to 74. And, you know, that was kind of the end of it. And this one's like, well, no, we actually... We think you guys get the game now, so let's see how hard we can really push it. And they get to the point where the final dungeon, I can only beat it on easy if I have three other competent people. Oh, boy. And you're it's like, wow. You're like level 74 plus. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm in the 80s now. This is the I'm... quest for the Lost Eternia charge? Is that yeah. the expansion? Okay. So you get, there's, unlike the first one where you had a bunch of zones you played and then you got to play a boss, they only made five zones and each one has a boss at the end. So there's not so much uh, playing through the levels, which I'm kind of disappointed with because, you know, part of the ideas have all these different levels you can play. Instead, they're like, well, we'll just add a few more, but we'll cost about the same. So you're like, well, all right, whatever. But um, the levels are very complex. Um, they, The biggest trick is, is they have many, many... Um, crystals and mm -hmm. so you you can't just build a small thing you have to build a large thing with lots of people they're really forcing you to play with others or to be really you know overclassing the, the level and that makes it a little more difficult yep um but i did manage to beat it and uh it was it was kind of annoying because it was a lot harder to get to the boss than it was to kill him <laughs> so um the odd thing is and this is for good or bad the entire last level, you have a time limit. So you can't just sit there and, and dink around and play around because the time is running when you're building and the time is running when you're fighting. So you only have X number of minutes to do it. So they're really kind of amping up the challenge. Oh, and X number of lives. Yeah. So it's like, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> because there's a couple times this guy just does a sweep move and wipes everyone off the, off the attack surface. And you're like, how was I supposed to dodge that? So, overall, it was fun. Uh, it was probably worth the money. What is it, like 12 bucks usually for the four expansion, four expansion parts? Um, not much else. I'm still playing with all the new classes. Lots of fun, too. That's about it. All right. And you ever going to play? Maybe. You want me to? <laughs> Someday. I like playing that game by not having to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I like progressing in games like that. Except eventually you do have to do something, otherwise you... you yeah, know. I haven't figured out how to do play that game well. That's another one where you need a particular build and stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm working on. Getting some survival builds for nightmare mode. Yeah. Which is funny, because earlier you said you wouldn't play a game like that, but you kind of are. <laughs> no, 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 no. But... What you're saying is I must read a wiki or a fact and I must do exactly what they tell me and that's the only way to do it. And if I don't do it that way, I might as well just not play. So what are you doing? I'm making my own build. Oh, I'm like, I want to try this. After a wiki or a fact? <laughs> no, actually after well, joining some guy's game okay. and I saw some right, things right, and I saw right. some well, things that didn't work. It should be, like, it should well, be stated should that you like could this. try that with League of Legends as well, right? Yeah, and who's going to play with me while I do that? Oh, well, the, okay, yes. That okay. is its own issue with League of Legends. Right. Do I mean, if this one, if this one, if I try a build and it fails, people are like, oh, that didn't work. And then they just leave and you find someone Yeah, that someone one, they vote you out of the game. 
Yeah. <laughs> Good point. No thanks. No thanks. So. <laughs> all right. Uh, is that is that all our is that our games? That games. I oh, think so. Quinn, does Quinn need to talk about Persona 4 Arena? Someone does. I want to know more about it. Yeah. Someone stole my copy, so I can't tell you anything. Oh, that was me, Never. What happened? Was it taken from your like doorstep or something? No, Anna right. stole it back to Canada. So right, oh. uh, Persona 4 Arena, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good game. <laughs> All right, thanks. <laughs> well, it was no, say difficult to get a word because um, apparently going um, buying Persona 4 Arena supports region locking or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Remember we had that argument last week. Yeah. So or have you forgotten that? Uh, I, I do remember that. I I know yeah. it stayed with you as a traumatic experience for the length of the week. But I'm I'm going to ask you to just to to gird yourself and and just please take the the plunge and tell us about why Persona 4 Arena is good. Want well, a fighting game made by Arc Systems works? What more do you need? <laughs> all right, that is that all you needed, Mike? Uh, no. Okay, why don't you ask what you need? So tell me, like, I mean, is it just a fighting game? Is there any story at all, or is it just... There like is you're... a story mode. It's, well, it's a, it, it's a fighting game made by Arc System Works. They generally put pretty deep story modes in their games. I think, like, story modes and understatement. It's more like a visual novel within it, a... Yeah, with very easy fights punctuating it that you can just press the A button to win. So it is... It's half it is, visual novel, half fighting game. Right, yeah. So there's an entire fighting game thing there for the people who want the fighting game, and there's, like, hours and hours and hours of story mode for the people who want more story. Each character has their own story. You finish some of the story modes, kind of. You get to be continued. You have to go to other people's story modes, then come back to the first people's story modes. Yeah. I think the only thing I was never able to get a straight answer on was whether the uh, individual character stories in uh, Persona 4 Arena had uh, gag endings like the ones in Blue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chie has one. Um, if you go oh, after a person with, like, a, a curry or something like that, you'll get a bad ending, but it's uh, it's worth doing it and stuff. Yeah. Because, yeah, because some of the gag endings in Blue were hilarious. Like... So, yeah, as long as they're in, then I'm more inclined to pick it up. I mean, I have to wait until September 7th, so... Oh, right. I've been using this as a, a way of a way of telling whether or not I will definitely pick it up or not, and the answer is yes. And I know I've been particularly outspoken on region locking before, but uh, Persona, 4 really is, Persona 4 Arena really is that good. Yeah. I, we've beaten the the region locking thing to death here, and I there's just no easy answer here. the The people who own the Persona Four rights, I think, are really locking down on it, and it's basically deal with their restrictions or or just get used to not getting the stuff a, a timely manner. So, well, I, don't know. I mean, an argument could be made that I should stick to my principles and refuse to get it because it's region locked. But since about two thousand and five, I've been thumbing my nose to. Um, Say the Western, ta uh, the Western Namco yeah. studios by importing basically every Tales of game that's been released since. Right. So it's kind of well, I've got to thumb my nose at someone. <laughs> you know, I will. I will say this. I, I think the most reasonable thing to say is if this legitimately, this region launching issue legitimately affects you, or you understand how it affects other people, and that affects you on an emotional level, then don't spend your money. But if you if it does if you feel like it doesn't affect you and you really don't care, don't feel bad about buying it. I mean, just 
vote with your dollars. If this is an issue that's important to you, don't buy it. If this you don't is, care. I have to say, this is the kind of region locking that isn't bad. Because you're getting the game with all the features you wanted, and you're getting it in every region, and you can do all the online. Like, the only impact for region locking here is that you can't import it, but you don't need to. It's like one of those situations, you know, most of the reasons you don't want it, region locking is because it's keeping you from importing a game that you would not get any other way or in a timely manner. And that just isn't the case this time. So I just don't understand the drama. Well, you know, it's like, geez, I lost that thought. Never mind. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there will, I'm sure there'll come a time where we can rail about region locking again. This just doesn't seem like a... Oh, probably, for me, it'll probably be around the time that I grumble and import a 3DS just to play Project X. Yeah, you see, there's region locking you can bitch about. That's, that's totally legitimate region locking complaining. 3DS. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I think the only reason I complained hard enough was, um, well, the DS isn't region locked, and then suddenly region locked. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yep. I feel hey, so hey, sad. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're going to start to say something more interesting? I don't know. <laughs> well, I hope so. I was going to say, I feel so bad for the Japanese people here who the region locking for all this Persona stuff is actually aimed at. And it's keeping them from importing this stuff at a reasonable price. And instead, they have to do things like buy the Blu-ray versions of the Persona 4 anime, three episodes a disc for like 60 bucks a pop, as opposed to the U.S. where we get 10 episodes a disc for 60 bucks a pop. And it's just ridiculous. And I, I, I don't understand how they can take advantage of their customers so poorly over there. That's what I was going to say. Oh, on this whole region locking thing, I feel like there's the, sort of like with the the girlfriend mode issue with the Mechromancer. Sometimes when something becomes an issue, people jump on board regardless of whether it really affects them or not. Yeah. Just because it's the, you know, it's the next cause. I mean, don't turn this into just another cause. If it actually legitimately affects you and you or you can understand how it affects others and that affects and that affects you personally, Great, absolutely. I'm not going to judge you for that, but don't just jump on the bandwagon because other people are saying it's bad. If you don't feel that way, then you don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, after all, it is a pretty good game, right? You'd be depriving yourself if you really, really want it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this is one of those ones where the the offense is minor, and the 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 game is good. And I'd rather see them make more games like this than try and make some sort of principled stand that isn't going to change our mind. Speaking of Persona 4, yeah. are we going to have a tournament here at RP Gamer at some point? Well, that's what I hear. I don't know who's organizing it, but I hope we're going to do something like that. Samus. Uh, we need to figure out what version it is and all that other stuff. PS3, so. everyone's getting 360, PS3. or PS3. 360? <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to be sarcastic there, and you kind of beat me to the punch. Sorry. I was about to say, like, I don't think, the funny thing is about, I don't think anyone buys uh, uh, fighters on 360 unless, unless that's the only system they have, right? Yeah, somebody does, I'm sure. Um, but it just um, seems like Chris, PS3. All those people who were waiting for the patch. All <laughs> oh, those. <sighs> hey, Chris. Yeah. What system is your stick for? My stick is for 360. Oh, Chris. But I bought it because all the shmups are on 360. Oh, okay. I didn't buy okay. it for fighting. I bought it for shmups. I bought a fighting stick to play shoot 'em ups. <laughs> you're not a fighter. You're a shmupper. Yes, <laughs> that's that's accurate. But there you I, go. We have a title. I'm not a fighter. I'm a schmupper. I bought a mod chip that I st still haven't installed, so I could use it on both, though. So I'm going to get around to doing that. That'll be fun. And scary. And soldery. And stuff. All right. Let's move on to our feedback, people. Thank you, everybody, for telling us what you've been re playing. Now it's time to hear what you guys, the listeners, have been thinking. 
Only a little bit of feedback this week. First letter is from Sava. Or I'm sorry, Ocelot. I should use his, uh, his uh, what's his, ab, uh, what do you call it? Alias. That's all right. Hacker yeah. alias Sava. <clears throat> uh, hacker alias Ocelot. I failed this. I give up. Other Somebody Ocelot. else read this. No? Okay. Dear RPG cast, this is with great joy that I listened to the announcement from the legendary Zoltan about his impending return. What glorious glory, what legendary legend, what Zoltanius Zoltanery. In honor of so auspicious an occasion, this week's question shall all be in the key of Z. Number one, if you could be so presumptuous as to ask the legendary Zoltan to feature a game of your choosing in one of his heavy metal infused reviews, what would it be? The world ends with you. Hmm. See, what do I want to hear Zoltan review? I want to hear him review something really bad. Um, he already did Legend of Dragoon, didn't he? I can't remember. Hoshigami. Do that. Oh, Bitch about Hoshigami. You got one, pain. Mike? Um, yeah, I was having some tough calls there, but... um. I don't know. It's, there's so many games that, like, I don't know. Well, you know what? Just something you there's wanted a... to review. It could be anything. <laughs> I want to review Dungeon Siege 3. Dungeon Siege 3. There we go. And let's pick a game for Mike. Uh... Or... I don't know. I don't know what your game should be, Mike. How about thirteen two? Is he reviewed? How about a good two? game? Or does he only review g good games? Or what does he? What does he? Does he, is he it funny? He games he's playing basically, so they're usually right. good games. Review Sleeping Dogs and tell me how accurate their depiction of Hong Kong is. Boom! There you go. <laughs> Except of course that he's in Japan and not Hong Kong, right? That's same thing. <laughs> All right, same thing. <laughs> Question two: The Legend of Zelda Hyrule Historia is coming stateside. Oh, that's one of my stories. Um. I guess we'll talk about it now. So that book where they reveal the true timeline of Zelda that came out in, J in Japan only, that's coming oh, to the, the U.S. the prequel novel to the Zelda series? <laughs> the prequel novel. <laughs> I guess no, so. Else. Yeah, the, it's coming out to the U.S., so you'll be, you can actually like buy that soon, and you can pre-order it. So uh, he wants to know who's pre-ordered it. Wait, no. pre-ordered what again? That novel. Yeah. The book. It actually overtook Fifty Shades of Grey for a bit. The only book I'm aware of is that gigantic uh, Amano Collector's Edition hardcover book with all the extra bonuses. No, this You is... just talked about this being the prequel to Zelda. Zelda. But he didn't actually know about it. All right, no, so... I actually had no idea what the book is. <laughs> it's all of the Zelda timeline, like Chris just said. It is oh. still number one on Amazon. That's awesome. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, here, let me put in the RP Gamer chat. It's room. got there it um, is. There it is. like 250 pages, and it's got um, 100 and some odd pieces of art. It's got the full um, timeline, all of the Viz Media manga. Do we need to get this, Anna? I like Zelda. You like Zelda. It's it, 20 wait, bucks what do you mean right it has now. All the manga. It's on sale. I have that manga. It's oh, I'm sorry. It, it's going to have a new piece from the guy who did all the manga okay yeah 272 pages 20 bucks you say 14 dollars if you get it from amazon yeah hey why not go know. for it 
Tell us all about it. You can review it on the website. Nah, I'm not on buying the it. podcast. I'm not buying it unless Anna really wants it. I don't need this. The Zelda timeline's already been posted online. That's the only part I care about. I also love how it actually overtook Fifty Shades of Grey. That's probably my favorite part about that whole story. Hey, did you buy me Fifty Shades of Earl Grey yet? Fifty Shades or of Fifty Shades of, of Earl Grey. <laughs> no. Is it, is it just like a book of Picard ordering various? Cups no, of tea? no. It's 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 a guy called Earl Grey. Well, it's a spoof to Fifty it, Shades. Obviously, it's a parody, but uh, oh, I would have liked it much has... better if it was just a picture book. Just Picard no. ordering. Although there's a great um, there's a image Photoshop of, of that. <laughs> yeah, Picard reading it on Risa. But um, yeah, it's like he has fifty shames, including shopping at Walmart on Saturday night. It looks like it's gonna be hilarious. You know, I'm gonna do that. No one that that I that book idea is copyrighted. My coffee table book of Picard ordering Earl Grey and various <laughs> you know just various pictures, high quality, glossy, just him ordering Earl Grey tea or drinking it. <laughs> That's a great idea, that Chris. Is this good. is all getting edited out of the podcast. Oh, is it? <laughs> you're, you're oh yeah, we we were looking at negotiating all those with Paramount. Books there are about Fifty Shades. There's like Fifty Shades of Pink. Um, a couple of shades of taupe. Yeah, that <laughs> was one of my, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of shades of taupe. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, there's not that many. And then there's, of course, there's the Diamond Club, which is the NSFW guys doing their their crazy stuff to have a crowdsourced sex novel. You. Jerk! <laughs> it was Manny. a dollar. What do you want from me? No, no, Manny. No, it's not yes. the cost. Manny, there's this podcast he listens to, NSFW, and they made their own porn, fake porn book. It was crowdsourced. And put it out on iTunes, and it became like the top-selling book. And it was like all the people that bought Fifty Shades of Grey bought this, and it's terrible. And instead of buying it for himself because he wants to see it, he I don't really want to see it. To my I send Kindle, it, I sent it to you. So that you can Anna, tell me, I'm doing you a favor. Yeah, do you, <laughs> trust yeah. me. Listen to the listen to the part in the first chapter about accepting a friend request, and then you'll understand why I had to hear what sort of other horrors are in this book. You brought a Brian Brushwood book. Yeah, you are such a fanboy. I know, right? <laughs> Is it no, autographed by? I like the, the other guy that does it, Justin Robert Young. Yeah, he also does uh, Dragon Sports Talk Radio. Yeah. FSL tonight. It was 3 a.m. Okay, okay, so you, you don't need to sing a theme song. Anna, since it's on your Kindle. She hasn't read it. Sorry, what? No, I haven't read it. Are you kidding okay. me? You're not going to, are you? Never. Uh, Chris can read it first. She's going to read it because I'm going to harass her about it till she she tries reading it. It's comedy. Oh, rating. yeah? How's yeah. that going for The Hobbit? Yeah. Well, you, The one you left here? Yeah. I wonder why you aren't reading that right now. And now for a live rendition. Of oh. Dark Siders, the abomination. No, God, no. Uh, next question. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, which Japanese video game RPG title definitely needs a follow-up enhanced version with the words Legend of Z added to the end of it? A. Uh, Z. So I'm going to read these. Pokemon Conquest, Legend of Z. Tales of Graces F, Legend of Z. <laughs> Hyperdimension Neptunia Mark II, Legend of Z. Super Robot the, the Wars. Last one. Actually, sounds realistic. <laughs> Super Robot Wars OG Legend of Z. That also sounds realistic. And then none of the above. It must be in fill in the blank here. So you got to pick one. Okay. Kingdom um, Hearts recoded Legend a Legend of Z. Okay. I was going with um, the Mega Man Battle Network Legend of Z. Mega Man Battle. All right. I used to really like those games. 
What about the Battle for Mid... Okay, the Lord of the Rings, the Battle for Middle-Earth, the Rise of the Witch King, the Legend of Z. No. No? It's just too long. It's just too long? The Legend of Zelda, the Legend of Z. The Legend of Zelda, the Legend of Z. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda 2, the Adventure of Link, the Legend of Z. No, you guys are mad at this. Why? Oh, oh I got the perfect game, Scribblenauts, okay. the Legend of Z. Ooh. Ooh, that would like actually that. work. This entire game about Z and how they're, it's so crazy they're inventing new words. Hmm. I'll take it. Out of his list, I do like Tales of Graces F, The Legend of Z, just because it makes no sense. Right. Number four, imagine it's the distant future and a new Pokemon game gets announced. Yeah. What a crazy future that would be. Big surprise, I know. Your team of RPG experts has been asked by Nintendo to come up with a legendary Pokemon which will grace the cover of this future Pokemon title. It must start with the letter Z. What is its name, its type, and its Pokedex entry? Go. Um, Zoloft. Zero. Blue pill. <laughs> Zero fill. And it's going to have a body that's like a big O with a, with the space out of the middle so you can see through it. It will be flying steel. No, flying water. Oh, they've done that. Um, it'll be flying ground. How Fine, flying rock. Okay. Ah! It'll be flying rock electric. Okay. How about Zeromus? He's dark type, and his Pokedex entry says he goes around saying evil is evolution at its purest. <gasps> I just thought of the ultimate legendary Pokemon. Okay. His number is his name is Zero. His number in the Pokedex is Zero. He's the so, Pokedex. The Pokedex is Zero. <laughs> the Pokemon of the Pokedex is Zero. <laughs> okay. Okay, this guy is so insane and so crazy. That he's outside of the number system. He doesn't even exist on the number system, man. That's why he's zero. Oh, okay, zero, right. He's um, the character from. He's ripping uh, off missing number. No, no, no. There's even no missing number. He's missing off nine nine nine. Ocelot, come on, you gotta do better than this, my friend. Come on, man. The missing come zero. On, man. You gotta, you gotta tailor a question to me over here every now right. and then. Your final challenge is this, and there can be only one victor. Starting with Chris, pick a game title that has the word legend in its title. For example, Legend of Grimrock. Now continuing in a clockwise fashion. Because <laughs> we sit in a circle. <laughs> Keep naming games with the word legend in them until one of you must confess ignorance and due to a lack of gaming knowledge, ultimately give up. Of course, the bigger challenge is figuring out what a clockwise fashion means for a podcast with hosts that are all over the world. All right, so it'll be me, then Michael, then Manny, then Anna. Because that's clockwise on my Skype window. Okay. So I'm going to pick The Legend of Zelda. And I picked The Legend of Dragoon. It's my turn? Oh. Yes, it's Manny's turn. <laughs> Manny's like, what did you okay. say? Okay, Tales of Legendia. No, it has to be literally the legend of... No, I think Tales of Legendia should count. I think that counts. Yeah, that counts. League of Legends. Ooh. Um, Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars? Uh, Legend of Heroes. Oh, was that... Uh... The Legendary Saga? Remember that PSP RPG? Am I getting that right? Here, no, that's Hero Saga. I lost. <laughs> <laughs> didn't go very long. Anne, are you still in? You didn't have Legend no of Mana. 
Legend like, yeah, we didn't of get Mana. The Legend of Mana. It was yeah. like, wow. All right. No, we're still going. Manny's just out. It's like musical chairs or whatever. Oh, okay. So it's yours. Oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> the... I think I might be out. <laughs> uh, okay, let me think. Um... Yeah. <laughs> no, I uh, let me think. Must be something. There was something legendary saga. Now that he keeps thinking about it. What about League of Legends? Anna just said that. Dude, you lost. Oh, you lost twice. You just you, you're done. You're done. Anna just you said it. You paused and you named the game that someone already mentioned. <laughs> All right, Double Anna. Time. And just to stomp my victory into the ground, Legends of Norath. Oh, oh yeah. boom. <laughs> She got wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Why are we using the internet? Why didn't we just Google this? What's wrong with us? Because this, that's not the challenge. I should have done You know what's sad? I didn't use Legend of Grimrock, and he gave it to me. I should have used Legend of No one used any of the Legend of Zelda games. I said the Legend of Zelda. But you did Legend of Zelda. The whole series was used. Yeah. You know, I wasn't going to let... <laughs> of course I was going to take that out of the running. <laughs> the Legend of Z. We forgot to use Legend of Z. <laughs> All right. That's it. And now all that was to make way for this. Everybody, it's time for the return of Zoltan. Hello, great to see you again. My name is the legendary Zoltan. Zoltan! And today I bring you a legendary RPG music remix. Final Fantasy is an RPG. That's right, it is an RPG, and today's remix comes from Final Fantasy VI. Sweet. How are the graphics? There are no graphics, it's music. Oh. It's the overture that plays at the beginning of the opera. That scene is so stupid. Have you ever noticed that the conductor is waving his baton way faster than the orchestra is playing? It was a technological wonder for the time that it came out. Give it a break. And then Samuel L. Jackson comes on stage like, the West and East were waging war, and I hope they burn in hell. Man, Samuel L. Jackson is in everything. Now, the next scene just blows my mind. Why is that? Zoltan, you're a musician, right? Yeah. What inspires you to write a love song? Well, I don't usually write love. Freaking Wesley Snipes comes out walking all crooked and slow when he gets knocked down by a godforsaken farm animal. I don't think that's Wesley Snipes. And just that inspires him to sing a freaking aria. Can you imagine that crap happening in real life? It's not supposed to be real. You'd be walking the streets outside on your way home from the bar all tipsy and you trip over some guy's dog. Hey, 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 what the hell? Wesley Snipes, you just fell on my dog. What's your problem? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was walking and I tried to avoid him, but apparently drunk black men can't jump neither. Oh, well, can you get up? Yeah, I think so. I, uh, I will always love you. <laughs> it's freaking ludicrous. Well, this remix fixes all those problems. Say what? Yeah, my song has no vocal parts whatsoever, so no need to worry about Wesley Snipes' love song. Praise the Lord. And my song actually goes as fast as the conductor moves his arms in the game. Hell yeah. I have a feeling this is going to be the best Final Fantasy VI metal remix ever. It is. You must be so talented, Zoltan. I am. Can you notify me the next time you make an awesome song? No problem. How? You can go to Facebook.com.
com slash Zoltan Metal and like my ass. I love your ass. Or you can go to twitter.com slash legendary Zoltan and follow my ass. Oh, yes. Now sit back and prepare yourself because this remix is going to blow away your... RPG playing ass.
All right. <laughs> Dropping the hot tracks from Zoltan. Bursting eardrums. Getting the lead out. I think I scared everybody off the podcast. Hello. I think your, your words are scary. My words are scaried? Yes. Why is that? I'm waiting for Dancing Man. I know, right? <laughs> he dropped some song references in there. I like the I liked what he did there. Just adding things from other songs in the game in there. It's pretty good. Thank you, Zoltan. That that's quite the return of Zoltan. You get you get a you get the you get the drama part and you get the music part. You got the full Zoltan experience. Truly legendary. Next week we're gonna have a legendary draft of RPG making uh, people. You're gonna see that, and uh, thank you, Shaman, for sending that in. We're finally gonna get around to it next week, so look forward to that. Assuming Michael can be here. We're doing what? The draft thing. English. I sent you an email about it a couple weeks ago. I don't read email. I don't. <laughs> I'll send it to you again then. <laughs> send it to Gmail, so I'll actually read it. I did send it to your Gmail. <laughs> Oh, send it to Gmail when I know to read Gmail. <laughs> all right. Well, read all your email. Uh, for you guys, uh, though, at home, we're going to start talking news. Da, 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 da. news. We finally got to the news section. It's only we finally been here got an hour and a half. I know, right? Is there actually any news talking about? There's not much. It's just a little thing called Gamescom going on. So first story for you. Um, I'm on a board already. It's going to be MMO in a minute. That's right. No, the that... first collection of stories. Yes. And Wait, there is going to be some games. Yeah, we're doing it first now. Yeah. So, kicking it off, Miss Pandaria Beta unveils opening cinematic, New Jura Dance. All races will be available for all. Patch 5.0.4 set for August 28th. That's the same day that Guild Wars 2 launches. Coincidence? I think not. Rumor and now confirmed Aeon adding new classes. So they discuss this a little bit at Gamescom, and the problem is, is that there's like five different sites that have a quote-unquote exclusive story, and all of them have different information. So uh, I'm, I'm waiting for next week when everybody pulls like a big story together that's actually accurate for it. Uh, Night Age giving away laptop and more. Secret World begins three days plus two trial and has an Amazon sale. So this trial that they have is really weird. You can play the game for an unlimited amount for three days. If you finish at least 30 missions during those three days, you will get an additional two days of gameplay. Does that sound weird to anybody else? Uh, what? I don't know. It's MMO in a minute, so you tell me. I don't know. This is that's... taking longer than a minute. I know, right? <laughs> <sighs> um... <laughs> We'll deal with the fallout afterwards. Keep going. Copernicus would have been the first AAA title free to play from the start. We're very sad. World of Tanks goes browser, wins Gamescom 2012 awards. Terra's new update, Argon Queen, gets a trailer. GDC Europe's keynote, expect to lose 70% of your initial players as free to play. And he goes actually into a bunch of really interesting statistics. So if you can find an article on it, I don't want to bore you guys, but um, it's actually really good. Um, Gamescom came, so everybody had 80 bajillion assets for 80 bajillion titles. Wall Street Journal and New York Times both say Electronic Arts is for sale. Did you guys hear about this? What? That Electronics Arts is for sale? EA's for sale? Yeah. No. Okay. EA is denying it. Wall Street Journal and New York are um, basically publishing as fact. New York, huh? All of New York. All of New York. Shut up. You know what I mean? 
They're Firefall. exploring a sale, says Wall Street Journal. Nice. Yes. Firefall uh, announces a budget of over $1 million USD for 2013 tournaments, um, grabs up former 38 Studios and Bioware employees. At GDC, there was a really interesting talk from the guy who made the original 1991 Neverwinter Nights that says American gamers cannot handle failure. Okay. It's uh. Is that including not- himself, given how bad Neverwinter Nights' story mode was? <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure he's European. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's caused some interesting flurries of who agrees and who doesn't agree across numerous articles about it on the internet. And it's kind of fun sitting back and eating popcorn and reading all the comments. So that's MMO in slightly more than a minute this slightly week. Slightly more than a minute. Sorry. Yeah, you should feel Carry ashamed. on. So what is this sure. about, uh, what was the one we had to follow up on? Um, you bu- play the demo and you get extra free time to play the game? Yeah. Okay, so Secret World yeah. is... Um, on sale for 25 bucks this weekend. Yes. So... <laughs> Uh, that's the has Amazon sale part. Yeah. Um, so you do have to buy the game, although I don't remember. Is it subscription beyond that? Oh, yeah. It's a full-on yeah, okay, subscription. That's what I thought. So when you sign up, you get a three-day trial. Yeah. And if you do at least 30 missions within those three days, they will tack on an additional two days. So okay. It's, I just, I've never How heard of that. How long does that go? You, Is that it? Just the get, one time? Yeah, you get one edition. Okay. So it's a, technically a five-day trial. Right. I've never heard of that before. It's like it they're gating their demo. Yeah. All right. I'm just, I'm concerned that it's going to set a precedent. Because I think that's a crappy, crappy it's way to do it. It's not gating the demo. It's just encouraging people to actually play it, right? Eh. No? All right. Whatever. So... The free-to-play talk was interesting to me at GDC, but it's not going to be interesting to any of you guys. Mm. Mm-hmm. I might find it interesting. Yes, Quinn will find it interesting. The game so developer student will find it interesting. Got it. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Understood. So, I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to, uh, in weeks to come, whether this EA sale stuff is um is legit or not. So... I'm Chelsea. sure a lot of people are interested to know that, actually. <laughs> so, all right, let's uh, let's kick it off. Uh, speaking of demos, the Diablo Three Starter Edition—you no longer need a guest pass; you can just download that. So that's important to know. Uh, but of course, the Starter Edition only gets you up to level 13, and you can't go past the Skeleton King, Skeleton King, which is partway through Act One. Uh, Quinn is now watching Dota Two on his PC, so that's an important news story update for you. Um, the Old Republic gets a grand acquisition mission. So check this out. Anna missed this. The uh, Old Republic is getting a new event, essentially. It's a world event. It's a scavenger hunt across the galaxy. Uh, there's a video. There's news clips. There's all this stuff. And you can go to... I don't know whatever it is. I don't know what you get out of it. But uh, So here's the interesting thing about... Apparently it's in preparation for their free-to-play transition. Here's the interesting thing is how I make my MMO in a minute report. Yeah. Is it has to be reported on at least three out of the, like, I, I, I check at least seven sites. I can check up to 12. Yeah. At least three of them have to report on something. Guess how many of the, like, 10 sites I checked this week reported on? Nobody cares. Yeah. Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Shaq News had it, but 
probably doesn't matter. You don't even check them for your MMO coverage. No. All they right. just don't have MMO news for me to... All right. We talked about WoW getting the new races for everybody. You don't need to buy the expansions anymore. You'll be able to play Pandas right now with whatever you own as soon as Pandaria comes out. Uh, you don't need... It's not a feature of the expansion anymore. Neither is the other races. Zelda's now, book we talked, talked about. they haven't talked about whether DKs are going to be fully unlocked or whether you're going to need <coughs> Lich King for those. That's, oh. that's the question mark I think everybody has right now. Mm -hmm. So, by the way, did you see the opening cinematic? It is so cool! That's a pretty good cinematic. Uh, though some people's kids might think they're watching Kung Fu Panda if they walk in during that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the opening cinematic still has no gnomes in it. And I approve. There's never been a gnome in a Blizzard cinematic for a while. Maybe, Chris, maybe because even they have all. no souls. You yeah. can't put something. Oh, you can't capture them on film. Movie. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they can be priests now, Anna. Get over it. <laughs> all right, going to skip up in the list, guys, down to the ERP Gamer news. Uh, latest batch of DLC for Record of Agorist War is out. So they there's a bunch of DLC now available for Agorist War 2. And there's an update on when it will be available in Europe. There's a manufacturing delay. So it's not out now and follow their official blog is cursing. yeah well actually i would say follow their of official blog but um apparently it's having some virus issues so don't go to their official blog they're on the google or on the malware don't do that list so ghostlight apparently whenever maybe check their facebook and watch for an update there to see when the new release date for agrist war 2 will be and um I don't, did that game review well did it review about as well as all the other agrist war games Nobody knows. Maybe a little better. Did we even get a review up of it? Or did we complete apathy on that one? I can't remember. Yawn. I think we're having problems finding people that will finish it. Well, it or, or play it. So let's go to Metacritic. I haven't been there in a while. This site's supposed to be accurate, right? Oh, totally. <laughs> let's see if we can get the creator of Metacritic to, to write us a letter again. 7.8 on Metacritic for uh, Record of Agrist War 2. That's not terrible. 7.8? Yeah, right? Or I is only deal in 1 to 100. Oh. It says 7.8 for the user score. That's a user score. It doesn't count. User okay. Shoot. Where do I look for the main score? Because I don't see There's it. There's supposed to be No a score big... yet. Based yeah, on two that means critics. enough sites have not reviewed it. They must have four reviews to give it a score. All right. So there's been two reviews then. PlayStation, the so, official magazine in the U.S., gave it a 70. PlayStation, the official magazine in Britain, gave it a 40. Working well. Yeah. User reviews is an 8. Oh, there's only one. So there's one user review here and then 10 ratings from other users. So whatever. So much for that. Nobody knows what it is. So two people on the Internet and four users care. About I'm having a game. feeling Axis didn't get a lot of sales on that one. Yeah. Just the impression I'm getting. Uh, NIS has been trying to get some sales for Cladun X2, the sequel to Cladun, classic dungeon, if you're wondering what Cladun stands for. Uh, it is out on Steam right now. Came up for $19.99, but it's on sale through August 21st for $15.99, at least in the U.S. it is. And you go pick that up on there. Uh, fair warning, this is not a game from everybody. For, excuse me, this is not a game for everybody. So uh, go read some reviews about Cladun. Watch the video, see if it's something you're into. Cladun. Cladun. Uh, do you like Cladun, Mike? It, it was fun. 
Um, I never finished it because after a while I thought I got tedious, but I mean for 15 bucks, eh, you probably get your money's worth. Ocelot's in the chat room. He says it's a challenging game, a fun, surprising challenge game, but he's into roguelikes and, or rather, first-person dungeons and stuff. So. I didn't find it that challenging. It was partly the problem was I got bored. Oh, you got bored? That's yeah. my problem with roguelikes. Um, well, you, you, you die and, a lot, and, I, and you don't and I'm play bad at them. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I get bored of dying. You're right. That is a fair yeah, point. I didn't really die at any point. I just kind of thought, well, the only really thing is I want to level this one character, but I don't because I have to level the other four <laughs> characters around it to the magic circle. Ocelot just like, said he didn't beat the eh, game. He didn't play it for no. that long. <laughs> no, I didn't. I already said I didn't beat the game. I no, got no, no. Ocelot it. didn't either. Oh. <laughs> so apparently nobody's actually beaten this game. <laughs> it's that exciting, guys. Yeah. What can you say? <laughs> so, hey, it's only 16 bucks for a PC game. That's what I said. If yeah. you get 20 hours worth, you got your money's worth. You're good. Yeah. And I played it for probably 45. Yep. So another game series I think of being long would be the King's Bounty games, since they're kind of like those Might and Magic long battles, right? Um, King's Bounty Warriors of the North is coming out. That's the latest in the King's Bounty franchise. It'll be out in PC in August 20... Excuse me, autumn 2012. So Yeah, that means... I, I was hoping that it would be at PAX, but it doesn't look like it's going to be, which is sad because I wanted to try it. There's a trailer really out there. I really like the series. Yeah, you do. But have you finished any of them? All of them, oh, including really? the Crossroads expansion. Oh, wow. Yeah, I played it for a while, but then ended up feeling like I hard. So I gave up on that. Wasn't that the game where you could just enter your own cheat codes without doing anything? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I should totally do that. That would make me play that game. Because they I'm... were like, oh, if you don't have enough money, just enter this code and you'll get money. Don't you have enough points? Just do this. And I'm like, oh, so I don't really have to play the game. Hmm. I would like playing a game like that. See, the things about Might and Magic games and the and the King, King's Bounty games is I just want to have this giant army and crush everybody, and they uh -huh. make it really hard to do that. Yeah. Of course, Might and Magic, they make it really hard to just finish a map, like at all, um, and that's kind of... I want to actually progress through the game. I don't want to just play one map for five hours, but whatever. Right. Also, Ocelot says, you finish King's Bounty while you're dedicated because that and then uh, oh you're talking well yeah to because the problem was is they remade the original one King's Bounty the Legend yeah. and that was really good and then they made their first standalone title Armored Princess and Armored Princess was hard for the sake of being hard there was just no reason why it was that much harder hmm. didn't add anything to the game didn't make it more appealing they didn't counterbalance it with like a more interesting story or you know like other things to do it was just harder hard. yeah just for and fun. it was like, yeah, just it was like, it was just, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was weird. Now, when they did Crossroads, they adjusted the difficulty um, across, I think, across Armored Princess because you could play Armored Princess through it. And then they had three different mini packs of additional storylines that you could do. Well, sorry, they had an expansion storyline and then they had three mini packs, and I just played them all. Mm. And it was a long time hard? ago, like. Um, just, they were, the, the difficulty was just better balanced. Got it. Uh, hmm, I have, I think I have Armored Princess and I don't have Crossroads, so I just have the hard version. Isn't that great? Oh, you know my gamer skate login. Go download it. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, oh, all right. Uh, Avernum. If any of you guys have been playing that indie series of kind of, what is it, isometric view... 
traditional Western RPG sort of thing. Uh, they've got the uh, Vernum 6 is coming to iPad. And it, it is called a Vernum 6 HD. And it will be uh, out on October 10th, 2012. And I think it's, since they're calling it HD, does that mean it's already out on the iPhone? I don't know much about a Vernum. But, uh, oh well. iPad version on the t- October 10th. So, there you go. Which, and though this must already be on PC, you would think, right? It is. Yeah. And Mac, I think, too. So it's probably been out for a while on PC and Mac. So finally coming to the iPad if you've been waiting to play it portably on your uh, iPad. What? New iPad, excuse me. The new, the old new iPad. Right? Because it's not new yet. Not Call anymore. me crazy, but Wheels reviewed this for the site, didn't he? Probably. It's All not right. linked on the game page, so I can't tell you. According to the game page, there's no reviews and only the one story about it. So, Because I know there's like some very specific hardcore Mac kind of games that he's reviewed for the site. These kind of top-down games. Hmm. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, oh, yes. Right. And now, my favorite story of the day. The most expensive way to buy Borderlands 2. This is my favorite story of the day. So NVIDIA has just released the GTX 660 Ti, which is kind of their flagship mid-range graphics card, the one that doesn't cost $500, $600. This one, they're launching at $299. So give it a while before they start dropping to $250 and eventually $200. But this is your mid-range graphics card. And with it, you get a free copy of Borderlands 2. So if you got a spare $300, pick up this graphics card, which is coming out this week, and you can get Borderlands 2. Too. Isn't that sound well, like a, a deal? Well, if you're going to get the graphics card anyway, yeah, I know, it right? like a great deal. <laughs> Especially if you're buying it for this. I actually kind of feel sad because I wouldn't mind upgrading the graphics card, but I already bought Borderlands 2 for like 38 bucks with that deal I was talking about last week. So mm. now it actually feels like um, I'd be wasting money even more if I bought this card. So. What? what do you mean? So you, you didn't get the limited edition, you don't want your I mean, Marcus bobblehead? Oh, hold, hold on. One person. What, what money? Oh, you're saying you're not going to get the limited edition to get the Marcus bobblehead? No. I'm not buying the limited edition that looks like a loot box. Though now that I've played Borderlands, I understand what the loot boxes look like and how that's a big deal when you find one of those. Um, <laughs> Michael, what, what were you going to say about? Can't you just cancel your pre-order? Uh, no, it's a digital pre-order. It's on Green Man Gaming. They can't cancel it. What? It's like, it's like pre-ordering on Steam. You can't cancel those. I'm pretty sure you call their support. You can um, Steam will only cancel your pre-order if you make a lot of very, very angry noise. That's not hard. It's the internet. Okay, I'm just going by their normal policies. So I really don't feel like calling them up every day and making lots of noise. No thanks. Uh, let's see. You just post on their forums. It just sounds weird to me, though. It seems I'm just so used to being able to cancel a pre-order anytime I want to. I know. Yeah. It's like um, I wanted to buy this game and now I don't, so let me cancel. Well, here's the thing: you should only be using pre-orders for digital things very sparingly, um, only if there's some sort of good deal and or bonus that you only get while pre-ordering. Otherwise, don't pre-order because what's the point? They're going to be in stock. <laughs> you know. Because you don't want to worry about it later. Uh, but yeah, wh- I wait, don't wait, wait, no, no. But you could worry items. about it when you go to play it later. 
They're just not worrying about it. You'll be, you'll remember them. Well, I, I had the money now, but I might not have it later if I forget. <laughs> well, the, if you, if your money is that bad, you shouldn't be buying video games. You know what? I, I think GameStop you know, is really. Uh, there are a lot of people who go day to day and are like, today I have forty bucks, tomorrow I don't. Well, what'd you spend it on? Borderlands. All McDonald's. Right. McDonald's. <laughs> I don't know. I Walmart. <laughs> All right. All right. What are you saying, Manny? No, it's like this sort of like, you know, this Facebook, Twitter, PR culture and like GameStop. They've trained, they've honed it to like a fine art getting people to pre-order. Yeah. It's sort of like, it feels like, I think to like average people, if you're not pre-ordering something, you don't really care about the game. I don't even think Borderlands has the preload that would let you download it early, does it? No, but you should pre-order because otherwise you don't care about it. Why wouldn't you just pre-order it? You're a fan, aren't you? I know we get that mentality now, and it's like, well, but I'm not going to play it. Why do I want to give you money yet? Wait, did you have to pay in full for this, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Charge? They yeah. charge you for a pre-order? Well, I think, even yeah, I think so. Um, that's they, that's dumb. I don't know, dude. It's through Green Man Gaming, so whatever they do, I don't. I didn't pay. Attention. I don't know. Amazon lets you cancel even if it's a digital pre-order, like for like to say the soundtrack for Dark Siders Two, okay. which is amazing, by the way. If any, if you guys haven't I heard, I canceled it. my digital pre-order of Terra. It was okay. like, oh, well, I'm mind. not buying this graphics card, so I actually don't need to cancel it. But Chris, you're gonna buy the graphics card. Do you know what? why you should buy, buy the graphics card? You're gonna cancel your digital pre-order. You're gonna make a lot of noise. You have to do it. Okay, okay well, you canceled your digital pre-order through Amazon. Who doesn't charge you until the item comes out? Yeah, That's different from lots of other places. So, wait, why is that not the precedent? I don't know. It's the exception, not the rule. Yeah, it should, it should be the rule. Amazon is so gigantic; it, it pretty much sets the rules. You know what I no, love? No, it sets a precedent. And then I canceled it, and so now the email once more says, "You should play Terra." Yeah. I, I'm amused by that. Yep. Amazon um, recommends Terra. I'm like, yeah, just because I ordered it from you once. I don't know what that means, but okay, yeah, the. Uh, just tell them that you already have it, and then they won't recommend it again. Because you didn't actually buy it through them. No, because I didn't think I could get the subscription rates if I bought it through Amazon. Right. So I canceled the one through Enmos, and then got I don't the know what that means. I thought you did it online so you get the collector stuff. No, I did it so I could get the $10 a month for six months. Oh. Which, at the time, they said you could only do it through their store. Mm -hmm. And then I think later they allowed you to do it through the other stores. Got it. He canceled and reordered, so I was like, eh, oh well. Yeah, I, I don't think you can cancel Steam. Anyway, this there's nothing in my account with Green Man Gaming, so I would have to go complain to their support. Maybe I could do it. I'm not interested green in Green Man it. Gaming, you are neither a man nor green. I'm not interested in canceling it. I want the deal. I want it. Maybe they <laughs> no, want a jolly green You need the bobblehead. No, need the no I don't need the bobblehead, and I don't need the 660 Ti. <laughs> but here's why Chris, I want Chris, this. Chris, 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 when you start the game for the first time... The, one of the first things you see is that bobblehead on Marcus's dashboard. Great. You're owning a part of Borderlands history. You need right that bobblehead. Yeah. Digital history. Need it. So you here's need why it. I would actually want the 660, uh, in addition to it be 41% faster than the card I currently have. Because it comes uh, with a bobblehead? No, because the 660, because uh, Borderlands 2 has like really cool physics stuff, and they should, released a video this week showing the, the uh, physics stuff that you get if you have really? an NVIDIA card versus a non-NVIDIA card. Wait, so, should I just buy a physics card? So I can just be any. Oh, uh, they don't card? sell them anymore. It's just built into <laughs> graphics cards. You know, I, I have I told you guys I've been listening to the old GFWs making my way through. Oh no, no. There were like literally like there's like five or six episodes where they talk about the merits of the GF physics card. Yeah. Now it's gonna be the future. Of yeah. Gaming. Now, 
So now there's a debate <coughs> over using the physics built into your primary graphics card versus keeping your old graphics card as a secondary card in your system and offloading the physics to that. That's how NVIDIA has been working that stuff lately. Wait, why um, won't you just buy an Agia card, though? They, because they, they don't sell them physics. anymore. They don't sell them anymore. They don't exist anymore. They got they? bought by NVIDIA, and NVIDIA integrated all that stuff, said, you know, we don't actually need a separate card for this. <laughs> just do this on the graphics card. So wait, are you telling me I wasted my money buying a physics card and a yes. separate sound card? Yes. Just to play my... Hey, my I use, now, I use a separate sound card. You have to use a separate sound card. I, well, you don't need to. Yeah, you do. Why do you... Why do you just because to. the limitations of uh, when you're using one to capacity, you can get audio clipping if you don't. If you turn off, uh, what is it? Uh, is it MCSS? One of the two? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. MCSS. If in Windows, if you uh, don't turn off some certain things, your graphics and sound can choke your network. What? But this is some high-level stuff, though. Yeah, I've never heard of this, person. Mike. I don't know what you're Do you talking about. Uh, yeah, I have. There's lots of lookup. Um, TF2 is a big one who pushed this, where there's certain things in Windows where it will delay your network packets to make sure that your sound and graphics are up to speed. Is that only with integrated chipsets? That's part of the Microsoft operating system. It has okay. nothing to do with the chipset. It has but to do with it the goes away when you have a discrete sound card. No, but I'm saying you have the same problem where you, you're capping one device. You can't do anything else with it, so something's going to suffer. Sure. Yep, yep, yep. Um, anyway, uh, onboard sound is usually not capping out nowadays, so I don't know where Well, onboard the Man, video card? Um, no, onboard the motherboard. And uh, oh. more importantly, um, you can actually get 3D sound on the motherboard now. So that's mo good enough for most people. I, I use it because I actually hear the noise level differences by not having a discrete <laughs> card. So get an Asus you know, card, get a Sound Blaster card, and let's move on. My Manny's Blaster. probably going to say we should shut up. No, no, no. We're all so testing at each other. We all get so angry. I know. How dare you use a key controller for headshots? How dare you? How dare you not get this card in pure Amazon is the standard. We're so angry this morning. Amazon is the standard. I don't think we're, we're angry. Also, we're <laughs> I'm actually angry. I'm, I was curious about this because this is weird stuff I'm hearing about this this packet loss stuff. I got to figure this out. You I bad, turned bro? it off and it's been a huge difference. Anna's so right. She's I don't know saying. what it is. I want to know what it is. Yeah. Right, we should move on. on. We should. Oh, no. No. Not, now you're doing the Manny part. Come on. Let him do it. Hey, I'm taking over from Anna. She's busy entertaining guests. The thing is, we're kind of done with all the important stuff. So here's here's a roundup of Sony at Gamescom, since that's the only you know video game company that decided to actually show up. Wait, 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 wait. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. A bunch of trailers, but they're all for the Vita. And instead of showing you full screen, they show you on a Vita that's moving very slowly, so you can't tell how crappy the game looks. Yeah, that's slightly part of it. Um, and <laughs> in addition to that, there's a YouTube app coming to the PS3, or it's out now. You've got a bunch of games that are going to be able to buy once on one system and get on the others, uh, Ooh, including Sly Cooper, up. Ratchet and Clank, and Sound Shapes, and and what else? Other stuff. Uh, PlayStation's All Stars Battle Royale. Um, PlayStation Mobile let you do that cross buy across PlayStation Vita and Android with mobile games that will work on all of those platforms, Vita and Android. Only on PlayStation certified though. Android PlayStation tablet. certified Android and and Vita. Sorry, yes. So that's uh, not that big of a list. So just look. That's so, that Sony tablet, a handful of phones, and your Vita, basically, is the PlayStation Mobile stuff. 
and PlayStation Plus cloud storage going up to a gigabyte, which is good because I was actually really close to my cap. So I'm happy about this one. Uh, that's important. And that that's Sony at Gamescom because I felt we needed some Gamescom news and there really wasn't much in the world of RPGs. Sony put or Square put out some press release about the the 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy, but they didn't actually announce anything from what I could tell. Nothing new, no. No. So it's like part of their 25th anniversary of of Final Fantasy is the relaunch of Final Fantasy 14, which, you know, really that's not part of your celebration. <laughs> that's part about you guys trying to stop losing money from that game. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. That's it. That's news. Okay. Anyway, anything I missed? Anything we need to talk about? Donuts. All right, sign up on Extra Life. Uh, extralife.com slash team slash no, RPGamer or whatever. No, too many people. Donate instead. Yeah, that's what I think so too. Yes, I agree. Oh, I went to the wrong site. Extra Life. Where is it? No, not my Extra Life. Extra-life.org of course. And slash team slash of course, RPGamer. Of course, of course. Is that it? No? It's not. What? So, Chris, I'm new to video games and podcasts. Why can't I Why never remember? I it's team slash team slash RP Gamer. There we go. We've already got 400 bucks raised. Please help us keep going. Um, Sam's are up to a bunch of money already. I've got no donations. Wait, wait. But, but you're not telling me why I, need, I should even donate to you. Well, why you should, should I? To me? Well, two reasons. No, just in general. Why donate and why to you? Well, well first of all, Children's Miracle Network is a cool network of hospitals that help kids and they're focused on kids and keeping them healthy and healing them so you need to donate to help all those kids and mm. second uh we're gonna do the drawing again so you get lots of stuff when you'll actually oh, get it so i help more time kids and i get free stuff yeah okay that sounds like a good deal to me yeah and you'll be part of the thing so that when extra life actually happens october 20th you can get all excited and watch on the live streams and know that you're part of it so chris so chris chris i yeah. i totally am doing this because i want to help the kids yeah. but I'm just a little curious. We don't have a prize you know, list yet. It's about the kids, first we don't, of all. We don't have a prize list yet. Oh, okay. I'm Sorry. Yeah. <sighs> Fine. We'll, do we'll get that done. <laughs> uh, let's see. Look for more. I'm sure the, all that stuff's going to really move once we hit September time frame. But uh, it's time to get your donations in now. Get it in early. Because like Michael said, if you don't, you're going to spend that 40 bucks at McDonald's, and we don't want that to happen. We want to just Seriously, spend and then you're really fat instead yeah. of helping kids. Exactly. And Seriously, what are 40 bucks worth of chicken nuggets? That's a lot of chicken <laughs> that's nuggets. A lot of chicken. That's a lot of nugs. Darn it, why'd you say that? I'm going to get chicken nuggets now. No, Dude, no, no. you can get, get 25 bucks, so if you get like 40 bucks worth, that's a lot of you nuggets. Bought the, like, don't they have like a 100 combo at some places, or is it a 50? I forget. There's like a crazy combo of chicken I nuggets. I don't know. I mean, combo? They yeah. don't already list that they have the 20 for 5 bucks, so mm. I've never seen a 50 or 100. Dude, I need some nugs. Need some nugs. Now I, want, now I need like 50 nuggets and my kids will actually eat them. All right, well, it's time for us to do some plugs. So first off, go check out our <laughs> reviews of Darksiders 2 and Dust and Elysian Tale, which are up on RPGamer.com right now. That's a game I should be hint. playing. They yeah? didn't like them. That's not well, true. Like, one was like, the other was not. They both got positive review scores. Or did they? Go to rpgamer.com to find out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. Hmm. You should go look. Uh, man, I need to play Dust. Uh, I've been waiting for that game for three plus years. I should really probably download it now. And uh, in addition to that, we've got our Twitter and our Facebooks, RPGamer and RPGamer 
I think I'm both. Uh, YouTube is youtube.com slash users slash rpgamerdotcom. And we've updated the page to not to look a bit nicer and, and actually link it to the site. So you know it's our official YouTube page. So go subscribe to us there. Watch our videos there. And uh, make us some money uh, with those ads to pay for our hosting. And what else? Um, anything else? Oh, everybody has a Twitter handle here. I'm at Sabin1001, S-A-B-I-N-1001. Michael, you are... M. Tidwell. M. Tidwell, W-E-L-L at the end there. Manny is Marino E-M, right? Yes, M-E-R-I-N-O-E-M. See how much easier that is to spell than the old one I had? Uh, now you have much, no excuse. Follow much, me. Much easier. John is Mecha Quinn, M-E-C-H-A-Q-U-I-N. And Anna is... Not talking. A.M. Newfeld, A-M-N-E-U-F-E-L-D. All right. I was muted. So there's our Twitters, and you can watch us live next week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, right here at rpgamer.com slash live. And please join us in the chat room because we love having you here. Send us in emails at podcast at rpgamer.com. Send some letters if you want to hear some cool Run to the Sun stories. That's right. Send some letters. I'll tell you because these people want to ever ask about it. Oh, did you do that? No. Did you go to that? Do you remember how many times have you said to me, oh, Manny went to that? I'm like, yes, Chris. It was in L.A. Where okay. does Manny live? Oh, he's in L.A. Yes, Chris. Well, I didn't see any stories about it, so I totally forgot about it happening. Um, you didn't see any stories about it? They wrote an impression about every single game that they saw. Some of them yeah, got two impressions. I saw no news. Yeah, because there wasn't news. It was what? about going and playing the games and getting impressions. Well, why didn't Manny talk about it when we were talking about what we played? <laughs> Because I didn't play nothing this week. I went to a crappy Darksiders well, thing. You, that, was, but, that was last week. Ah, Remember all I of Max's blame. tweets about how he tried to get home? You could have told I didn't know. I figured you guys covered this last Monday, so no, I No, we nothing. didn't. We didn't. No. Yeah, you guys I thought, really that's why I didn't want to bring it up, because I thought, what's his name? Uh, Who? Dude from Cat Fancy was all like, I got this. <laughs> yeah, like he knows what you guys did at Wind of the Sun. He saw the pictures. There he saw like, those pictures. <laughs> He actually oh. reads the site, unlike some people. This entire show is a failure. All right, screw it. We're gonna do. We're gonna do extended hours. We're extended hours podcasting. Manny, we need a rundown of Run to the Sun because nobody's been on who can give us a good rundown. A rundown to the sun. Yeah. Rundown to the sundown. Okay. Okay. This is after. This is your after hours podcast. If everyone, you've if you've left because this is boring. See you next week. Bye. Yes. Don't stay for the actual impressions of new games that you're looking forward to <laughs> that we should have let off the podcast with. I, all right. Okay, so what do you want to know? Ask me some questions. There's so um, much. I, I don't know where you game. went. I, I, let's start with that. Okay, so the companies on the list were uh, Exceed, Axis, Level 5, uh, Exceed, Axis, Level 5, In Exile, in Exile, okay, let me just do Level 5 was for Nino Kuni. In Exile, the other guy's doing Wasteland 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Geez, this was a while ago. Let me see who else. Nisa. <laughs> oh, Atlas, Nisa, Konami. Wow. I, everybody. That's a lot. All right, so In Exile. Uh, border, uh, in Exile is Baldur's Gate stuff, right? Or, no, no Wasteland. Wasteland. This is Wasteland, the other Kickstarter. They're doing the there's a Baldur's Gate Kickstarter. No, that's right. That's the one I think is a Kickstarter, but never has been a Kickstarter. Got it. 
<laughs> so okay. Wasteland. Chris, always staying on top of the news. I know, right? <laughs> Wasteland is actually turning out to be a bigger story than 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 like just a simple impression because you know the game is such an early state that what we really did was just like one of the first people to get a tour of the office see some stuff in production actually moving and just spent like it was such like a long sort of casual conversation about their philosophies on game how they're interacting with the community how deeply tied in they are into the into their you know their forums and actually listening to the fan feedback and you know it's just sitting down with brian fargo talking about why kickstarter was such success for him how he's like never going back to publishers you know sort of <laughs> Where they're going, and it was like they were very, they were really candid and open and honest with everything. It was like, like, yep, here's our animation guy. He's stringing up. They're like, there was nothing being hidden. You know, he, there's our plans on the wall about where we're going, and you probably shouldn't be looking at that. I'm like, okay, <laughs> we'll just turn our head over here. So it was pretty interesting, pretty straightforward. So how did we find these guys, but didn't find like the Shadowrun Returns guys? Because Shadowrun, a uh, Hairbrain Screams is in Seattle. Oh. Oh, that's a good reason. So if anyone wants to go, it'd be like Michael if he wanted to go check that out. Hint, hint. And because yeah, somebody's right. going to ask, we didn't go to Square Enix because they don't have any RPGs coming up right now. Yeah. I think the joke of the trip was we just started calling it Square Idols. <laughs> Square Idols, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that. Which is what you see when you start up Final Fantasy VII, actually. <laughs> Square Idols? Oh, yeah. It says Eidos Square Enix, and then it says Idos right after that. But but the Wasteland 2 thing, it was these people, were, it was just, it was very, it's going to take a little bit of time. Just, if anything, just trying to transcribe everything we heard and then turning that into like a multi-part feature. So that's taking okay. some more time. But it's, it was just sort of this really honest and frank sort of, you know, they have no PR people or publishers to tell them what not to say, sort of their own, you know, common sense and judgment. But they were so straightforward and honest and happy to help and just tell us everything. So it was, it was the most unique Visit of all of the of every of the trip. Sweet. Okay. Uh, next up would be Nisa. Yeah. Nisa, we we went to go see Mugen Souls in the hot R and B soul group Lega Sister. <laughs> Lega Sister Souls. Okay. So and what was that like? Um, I'll be most of those two games are so off my radar of games that I would play, but. If you if if you're into what are they called Moeg kind of games and tactical tactical strategy, Mugen Souls made scratch that itch. It's definitely got those cute characters. And Legacista is like a you know an interesting downloadable title, like sort of like fifteen dollar game, uh, sort of like a little bit of Legend of Zelda. The thing that most impressed me with that title was that uh, was their character creation, and their customization system, and they're sort of. You can basically get in there and you can design your own pixel art characters to be in the game. Just completely design them from scratch or download it from your friends and share with friends or any, like even design your own weapons. And like when I say design your own weapon, I mean literally just like putting in – like making like a fish out of pixel, like a pixel fish sword and designing desi designing what sound effects it makes and what kind of effects it has. And like there's a lot of customization in there. And I feel like people are probably end up spending more time creating interesting things, sort of like a – like you always see them games like Little Big Planet or something like that, then they'll actually spend playing the game. But it's a pretty long game, randomized dungeon, sort of like a roguelike with a little bit of Zelda in it. So that's and it's pretty interesting. Uh, next up was uh, let me see, I'm just going down this list from the Snap Judgments is Level Five, which mm -hmm. is company that right here in Santa Monica. Like literally, I can I could probably go walk in there like in 15 minutes. That's how close their student, their offices are. It's really nice. Um, I think we were the first press to see their level five offices, which is pretty interesting. Did you take pictures of them? 
Um, I didn't want it just a little bit. I didn't take too much. Are they working on games there or not? Uh, Nino Kuni. So that's They're... not being handled by Namco Bandai. Namco Bandai is the publisher. Yeah. Yeah. They're not really. They're not doing all the loc. I thought they were. No, that's what no, the they're, opened their office they're not for. even the publisher. They're the distributor. A distributor, Ooh, right. Okay. So, yeah. No wonder they couldn't answer any damn questions about the game at E3. Because they're like, why are you asking us? We just put them in boxes yeah, and stuff. Well, seriously, like the PR guy at Namco's booth was entirely clueless about the whole thing. It was really frustrating. No? Now you know why, because they're not doing it. So, you know, Cooney, you know, it, uh, I think we got to see the Gamescom build. It looks as pretty as always. Interesting. Uh, we got to see a big boss fight, which seems a little bit more dynamic. Like I think you were worried, Chris, that the the, the the fight seems a little stale. Yeah. The that boss fight kept people on their toes. It was very very active. It was people were switching. Uh, you're switching characters. You're switching out abilities. You're trying to use different magic item. I mean, you're using constant like is this. This big tank thing was resistant to like normal yeah. That attack. was the that was the boss from uh, the E3 demo. It was a big okay. tank thing. It was at the middle of a city that like moves around and stuff, right? Like a pig tank. Yeah, and like, but to get there, did they have you walk through the city and see Inner and Eric with the people there and all, or no? Um, that part I don't remember. Okay, never mind. But I, uh, you know, it was pretty. Enga- the, the combat seemed a lot more engaging than what I thought it was going to be, which was you know just sort of line up in a row and pick some attacks. So it seems like there's some strategy there. And apparently, I think three people tried. Sam tried and she wiped. And they, No, I think then Adrian tied and he wiped. And Mac learned from watching everyone else. And then he <laughs> and he was successful. Yay. And then I, okay, it's my turn now. It was like, oh, you know, it's like a big groan. Because we've been sitting there for God knows how long. <laughs> so that was interesting. Uh, next up is Atlas. So we saw Persona 4 Golden. Code of Princess and a little bit of Persona 4 Arena. So Code of Princess, you know, that's that 2D, 3DS game, which is sort of like... Uh, Guardian Heroes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'll just be honest. Uh, I can't see myself playing this. It was just lots of button mashing and the screen was re- like lots of visual clutter. I didn't really know what's going on. And it doesn't seem like a very long game either. Just sort of the kind of game where you pick it up and you're supposed to play with friends or just, you know, replay things over and over again i can't say too much about that one like uh, my eyes kind of glossed over a little bit but persona 4 golden i mean what's there to say it's it's a great game and now it's like an hd and it's widescreen and there's more content what more could you want and you can take it with you anyway we uh we may also want to actually explain to people what run to the sun is <gasps> okay <laughs> And if it isn't obvious, we just go f- spend weeks visiting a bunch of publishers in the uh, in the California area. And basically, this r- arose from the when E3 started sucking. Like that matters. And we were anymore. like, screw it, we're just gonna go and visit the publishers and do our own little fun version of E3. It was like one of the hottest weekends in record. <laughs> it was very hot. There was lots of sun. That's why we do it. Uh, it's run to the sun. We go to California and and commiserate with Manny. Commiserate mm-hmm. about the sad state of the game. About no, how hot it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> about LA traffic. Oh, yeah, LA traffic. Oh my god. Okay, so what else we got? Next up is I'm gonna try to get through this a little faster. Uh, who's that company? Uh, Axis. At Axis, it was VLR. 
I guess. Did you do Virtual's Last Reward while you were there or no? I'm no. I, I, this was a Sam, Sam okay. and Mac. Uh, yes, have been, they did VLR. Axis is also Agrist War, and it's also... Um, shoot, that other game. It, no, they're not doing Ragnarok. What are they doing? I don't know what they're doing. What would they're you doing seen? a Ragnarok game. I think they're doing Ragnarok Tactics or Ragnarok Oh, Odyssey. Ragnarok. Yeah, the other. Yeah, you're right. The PSP one. Yes. Okay. Is that what you saw? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I most directly saw. Ragnarok Tactics was. It's just. It is a straightforward, very traditional Japanese strategy RPG, with a you know something like an interesting class system, and. It's really straightforward. I mean, but if that's what you, if that's an itch you want on the PSP, it seems like a solid title. I mean, it, it's not blowing me away in any sense of the word, but if it just seems like a really solid PSP Japanese strategy RPG, mm-hmm. you know, uh, VLR, I didn't see much of that. I think there was only one, there was only one Vita and Sam was, there's, I have pictures on the Facebook page of Sam very intently staring at the screen. Nice. Uh, what else we got? So we covered Atlas. Okay, level five was the last... No, Exceed was the last story, right? Uh, I think the three, Sam, Adrian, and Mac, did a, quite a bit of multiplayer deathmatch, which they seemed to really enjoy. They spent, they did quite a few rounds just trying to kill each other. And then they did a boss fight, which was practically impossible for their low level. So I got to see them plug away at that. And, oh, Ragnarok Odyssey, which is... It's like Monster Hunter, but bright and colorful. It seems very bright and pretty. Has lots of customization options. So if you you can make a character just how you want them, and you run out, you run around, and you team up with your friends, and you kill big monsters in a bright, colorful world. It's it's very straightforward and to the point, but it's you know it's interesting. It's bright. It's colorful. Sounds like Pokemon. It's a bright, colorful world, and then you kill monsters. <laughs> pretty much. And uh, okay, finally Konami. Konami had a few surprises for us, which a uh, new Little King story, which Adrian saw. I didn't actually get to see it. There was only one PSP, but he seemed quite pleased with it. He didn't like the art style for the character portraits, but everything else he liked, you know, more more classes, more more to do, more interesting world. So he was happy with that. And Silent Hill Book of Memories, which is probably one of the bigger surprises of the trip, which all four of us got to play together. I know everyone's thinking like, oh, Silent Hill, Book of Mario. Well, that sounds like such a piece of crap, right? Uh, yeah, that's what everybody who's played it has said so far, yeah. Has played, they've said that? Yeah. Really? It, it got really negative impressions out of E3. Yeah, because oh. it's being pay- played by a bunch of people who expect a Silent Hill game. And it's just, it's a... I don't even think you gave it a positive impression, Anna. Yes, I did. <laughs> I okay. liked it. All right. Really, because- problem was is I didn't get to play a lot of it, and it's going to be hard for me because it expects you to be familiar at, at some point with survival horror or survival in general. And I kind of suck at those games, so I'm not very familiar with them. I don't know. I didn't get that impression at all because when we played, we started from the beginning, and we just got to play a little bit by ourselves, and then we went into a four-player match. And like I said, I went in expecting absolute crap. And it, what I, I was surprised. It's a competent game. It works. It works well. The mo- we actually had some fun playing together. Of course, you know, like it's a controlled setting, and any even like the worst games. I'm, I'm getting too many. No, I'm not going to give any qualifiers. The the I actually had a fun experience with this game playing. Okay. Book. I was I came in there expecting very little, and I came out like, oh, that was interesting. I like the different classes. Like there's a there's the punk. No, there's the there's the goth class, the bookworm class, the jock class. 
you know, those kind of things. And each yeah, one, those weren't available at E3. Each each class has like different stats, and there's like different. We got to a store, we got to buy different items. There's accessories. I mean, the combat was interesting. It was I thought it was a little bit more in depth than just hitting and you know X with like a, a bat or something. You can have a different weapon in each hand. Degrade over time. You have strong and powerful attacks if you hold them. There was a lot going on, and it was. Like I said, I don't know how this is going to hold up when the final game comes out. But what I, what I played was legitimately interesting. I wasn't expecting nothing, and we came out having a really fun experience, all of us playing together. So I'm interested to see what the final game is actually going to turn out to be. Excellent. You know, actually, if you read your impression, most people be imp- will, are a little surprised how actually positive it was. Because Sam, who doesn't even like these kind of games, was still walked away going like, "Yeah, that's it's. I can see." What good? What good is there? But it's not really her kind of game. Okay. Of course, it's a different complete. It's a di- completely different story. Whether you like, you know, whether you think Silent Hill should be made into this kind of game at all, that's a different story. But like I said, it was an interesting title. Anything else? Did I get everything? Here's a question for you. Partway through your guys' trip to uh, Run to the Sun. I'm I'm at the grocery store. I'm buying mm-hmm. some beer, and I get a I get a text message that uh, says, "So he says uh, I'm going for a brief walk. Don't get here early, or you're gonna have to wait." I said, "Who's this?" He said, "Oh, it's Atlas. Isn't this Michael?" I said, "No, this is Chris." He's like, "Oh, sorry, wrong number." So I have to wonder, where were you going to with Atlas? Nowhere. Nowhere. Legitimately, no. I think he just may have not been in the office, which is okay because they we, we got lost and they, they moved and we can find them. <laughs> like it was a race at all. Do you guys go to Alice late in the day? Yeah, it was like four. Oh wow. Yeah, apparently, I guess they only had one guy there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's this is the weirdest message I ever had. It was like you're gonna have to wait. I'm like, what is going on? I was worried that you guys were like going over their house and having drinks or something. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> That makes you worry? No, not worry. You're right. I just thought it made me jealous is what it made me. Like, yeah, there I wa- you go. <laughs> I want to go, go hang out with the Atlas guys at their house and play Persona 4 Arena is what I want to do. I can tell you exactly what we're doing at 3.30. In, it, sitting in a car in traffic? No, we were oh, in a Barnes and Noble looking for a bathroom. You were in what? A Barnes and Noble. Looking for a bathroom? <laughs> I, I vividly remember that. Yes, at 3.30. That's where we were. Nice. That's that's so funny that you have that rem- that memory so clearly. Because maybe remember what we did like the, like thirty minutes before. Then it was like it was at the point where it was like let's just find a bathroom. <laughs> so we're in Barnes and Noble looking for a bathroom. Nice. So there you go. Yeah, and apparently my my phone number and Max phone numbers get confused even though they're very different. Um, <laughs> All right, so that's everything. Quick that, little that run. is that is more than everything, and we should wrap. You're so right, Manny. Thank you. Um, that's uh, the there's more stuff from Run of the Sun that's going to be going up on the site, though, right? Yes, I think there's a special. The Nisa guys talked about some interesting things, like just talking about how you know censorship and blah blah, blah games and dealing with their community. That needs to be taken off. It needs to be turned. You know, it's just lots of little stuff. So yes, you can expect a few handful more things. Okay, look for more stuff coming up, and uh, that's it. Um, We already told you how to get in touch with the podcast, so I think we're going to wrap up. We're going to be here next week, so join us then. And until then, thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Go, but thanks for an extra 30 minutes.